It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. To God be the glory. We welcome everyone to Young Men, Women, God's Worldwide Ministry this evening as we go into our Bible study. We're going to wait to see if anyone is online with us before we enter. To God be the glory. Again, we thank everyone for being with us. We will open up with prayer. In the name of Jesus. I hope everybody had a blessed day today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, again, we just thank everyone for joining us. We're going to try to give everybody a little time to get up here on the line. So we're going to go on and open up with prayer. Father God, we thank you once again for letting us have another day. Father God, we thank you for just being God all by yourself. We thank you for all you have done and all you will do in our lives. But most of all, Father, we just thank that you God all by yourself. Father God, some of us need healing. I know I need healing. You know where my healing needs. And I ask you to heal me right now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to heal those that are at the sound of my voice, Father God. Let a healing fall in their spirits right now, Father God. Father God, we just ask that you lift all those up. That may be downhearted or despaired at this hour, Father God. That you bring them out of that place and let them know that you are God and you're God all by yourself, Father God. We thank you for the walk that we had today. We thank you for our family members that have been blessed today, Father God. And we just thank you. We had a thousand tongues we couldn't thank you enough for. You have done and all you will do, Father God. But we just thank you. We just thank you for being what you are and who you are in our lives. And, Father God, we ask you tonight that you come down in the midst of your people, Father God, that you lift us up in your word, that we may see and be able to receive. The things that we need to touch to move into a new and a better relationship with you. And we just thank you, Father God, for that we know that you are God all by yourself. And we just ask you to touch the man of God tonight as he goes on to give you the word of God, Father God, that you touch him in a mighty way, that he be able to share the word 
not according to him, but according to you. As we move into as we move into this into the book of Romans, Father God, open up our hearts and our minds that we be able to see what we need to see. We'll be able to take in what we need to take in to lift us up into a more powerful place in our relationship with you. We praise you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We thank God. Good night. As we're going to go on and move along into um, we're going to go on and move along uh, to our announcements. We thank we thank God and we thank for all of you that are here. Every um, Monday night we're here on. Young Men, Women, and God's Worldwide Ministry Bible Study at 7 o'clock on the number that you'll call. Uh, on Tuesdays, we go over to uh, the, the committee, and we, um, we go over with them from 6 to about 7 o'clock. And their telephone number is 712-775-7031, code 954-773-172-POUND. Again, we're over there at 6 o'clock and 7 o'clock. We go up and we join um, Pastor Albright from 7 to 8 o'clock on her line. And... um, the House of Refuge and her telephone numbers are uh, 724. The same telephone number as this. The access code is different. The access code is 136472 pounds. We ask you to join her um, at uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, tomorrow, we will be. On the whole, this whole month of June, we will be joining. Um, we will be joining Queen Victoria Ford, and um, I'm just going to call her Sister Victoria Ford because uh, that's respectful as being a woman of God. Um, we will join her in the panel at nine o'clock every Tuesday night this month as they will talk about the movement. And we just tell you to come so you can hear about the movement. She made a movie called Pregnant by the Pastor. So there's a movement going on inside the churches, and we want you to, to come here. The, 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 the things they talk about are things that are happening in the church, and they're talking about us being able as lay people, and some leaders to be able to bring God's church back to where God has established his church from from the beginning. So we call on you all to join us over there at that time. We also 
on Wednesday night, we will be having, uh, we go over to, again, the committee at 6 o'clock, and that number I gave you, 712. And we join them from 6 to 7 o'clock, and tomorrow starts, Wednesday starts our Women's Revival uh, called uh, Jiggling. Let me get it right. Jiggling. Uh, Jiggling for Jesus. And we ask you all to come join us. As every Wednesday night this month, we'll have a different woman speaker coming to speak about Jiggling for Jesus. So we just ask you all to come join us as we be talking on that topic at 7 o'clock every Wednesday night. And uh, as you join us, we'll give you the rest of our um, announcements during the course of the rest of the week. Again, we thank everyone as we're going to go on and jump into our Bible study. And we just thank God tonight. In the name of Jesus. I don't know if any of my readers are here. I don't hear nobody yet, but we're not going to hold back the word of God. Praise the Lord, Pastor. Amen. How you doing, Pastor? We're not. Amen. We thank God for you being here. We're gonna we're gonna move on. In the book of Romans, we're going into the 13th chapter. And we know some people are going to come late because we do that. Uh, we're all hooked up with another ministry that's on at 6 o'clock, and a lot of them come from over there. In our New York, New Jersey people, they don't get in. We're on a little early some of them, but they do catch us and do catch the word of God. Again, we're in Romans 13. For all y'all that just got here, we already had prayer. We already opened up. And I'm not going to put on nobody to read. I'm going to read, and then we're going to come back and talk about what I read. I'll tell you, tonight's a powerful something for us to really come into an understanding about. Um, tonight, God wants us to understand about being respectful to, to the authority that he has, that has been established. And we're going to go on and read from 1 to 7. It said, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For the rules are not a terror to good works, 
but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister in a vengeance to execute wrath on him who practice evil. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for consequences' sake. Excuse me, for conscience sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render, therefore, to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, and fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. Wow. (laughs) As we go back into the Word, it says, let every soul Um, let every soul be subject unto the higher power. And what does tell us there that there are ten duties of citizens? And that is to be subject to the government, the government. As we understand that. And he wants let every soul be subject unto the higher power, for there is no power but of God, and the power that that be that that be ordained of God. And God is letting us know one thing: that we that all souls are subject to Him. There's not nobody that that is subject to anybody else, but to the authority of God. But those that God put in that He ordained into position. We are subject to them. And a lot of us wrestle with our pastors. We wrestle with, with the evangelists and certain people in leadership. But if God ordained them to be in that position, we should not be wrestling with them about what God has put them to have authority over them. And I know some of you on this line say, boy, you don't know. I, 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 don't, I, I don't. Some of these pastors, I can't. And it's not about that you can't deal with them, okay? It's about dealing with them and the fact of their authority, you know what I'm saying? But you may not like what they're doing, and you don't have to be a part of what they do. And I'm hoping I'm making sense to somebody. That 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 even though you up under my authority, you know what I'm saying. If you don't like the authority that I rule over you with, and things that I'm doing, speak to me. And if uh, if me and you can't come to understanding, or you don't like the way I come back on you, then you're able to separate yourself from me. Then God is also talking about those that He has ordained into governmental authority. And otherwise, God has placed people, he, he ordained for there to be an authority over us, even in the world and in the kingdom. 
That's powerful in itself. He goes on to say, Whosoever, therefore, resists the power, resists the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. Let me read it in another translation. He says, For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whosoever resists authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. I love what God is trying to open us up to understand. And that is that whoever sets himself against the plan of God and human government resists God. And they also resist, will be punished. And and that's letting us know one thing. You can't take your car and be speeding down the road and don't think that you ain't going to just stop and get a ticket. When you break man, when you break the laws that God has put man to to establish in the world, then when we break them, there's consequences. And when we break them, there's punishment. We get tickets, we go to jail. Because even in the world, God had man. He led man to establish some guidelines on how we live, how we live even in the outer world as we have rules and regulations and standards inside the kingdom. And that, 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 that is something to understand that a lot of us don't look at, that God had a hand in both, in both places establishing order. God had established order in both places. He goes on to say, for the rules are not a terror to good works, but to evil. With thou then not be afraid of the power and do that which is good and thou shalt give praise of the same. I'm I'm reading more of one for some of you that need it broken down just a little more. For he is God. No. Okay. For the rules are not a terror to good works but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise for the same. And and and, and that's powerful in itself. That is powerful in itself. Here Paul shows that the duty of civil rulers is not to terrorize men of good deeds, but to punish evil men for sin against society. And 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 that's what and that's what. What we have to understand that they were established 
to punish those that want to do harm to those that are good. You know what I'm saying? If not, it would be like the Western days. The Western days, it, it, they, they had a law, but once you, once you got out in the woods and you got out in the thing, there was no law. And somebody rolled up on your house and wanted to shoot y'all up and take everything they could, and they, they probably wouldn't find you forever. But when we became confined like we are today, in little cities that society took on and established rules and laws that we had to abide in to, to live right as a citizen of that state we in or, or, or that country that we live in. And it's the same thing that, we, that, that is established in, in each church. Each church has its own bylaw. Some of you pastors on here know what I'm talking about. Some of you leaders, you know, you you go to the the the, the Catholic church. They got one kind of bylaws. You go to Baptist, Pentecostal, uh, uh, Presbyterian. Everybody's got got some kind of order of law that's inside their church. Did God help them establish that? That we can walk in God's order. Because we know that when there's no order, there's nothing but chaos. Amen? Amen. Amen. There's nothing but chaos. We find ourselves just, just in an un, un, unruly place, and people will treat you or do things to you, rob you. They, the, the, uh, weak people, strong people overtake them and do what they want to them. And God, God, God said there had to be some order in the kingdom and outside the kingdom. Now, that's tell you how powerful the God we, we, we serve is. That he wasn't, he didn't, even, he didn't put an order for just his people to have order and walk with guidelines and rules and regulations. He did it. He did it for the unbelieving world too. Because the laws that he set up is the same laws that are set up outside the church or outside the kingdom that the devil wars against them people with. He went on to say, with that, then be not afraid of. And that, that's, that, that's the question. Obey the laws of civil government, and you will have nothing to fear, providing you have rules that properly enforce the law. And when you, if you got people that, root, that, really, that, that are good and, and properly, and we, we know we're going through something right now as a black a uh, 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 generation of people that right now a lot of black men and young men are being killed by white officers and stuff like that. Those are the ones that are not abiding by the rules 
of the government. And 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 it's like it's like they took they're taking their own thing, and I'm just gonna step here for a minute. I'm not gonna say it, but they they have stepped over that realm and took us back into um, the time that our ancestors were fighting the civil rights movement. That that an officer or a white man can end up killing a black man and get away with it. And we know that they're not walking in the order that they should walk in. But what they have done was to bring us into a place of fear. But I don't care who's on this line, when it get dark, you don't want no policemen pulling you over. Because you don't know what to expect with you being black and a white man pulling you over. And if any of y'all live out on a country road, you definitely don't want to get pulled over on no country road by no policeman. Because your fear will hit you. But then the fear that he that, that, that the word was telling us that we need to have is the fear to do right according to the laws that are established in society. You know? And when you don't fear, there's a consequence. I've been to prison myself. Consequence. I sold drugs in New York and everything, didn't care, lived the life I wanted to live, and boom, the consequences came one day. And when I felt the consequences, I got locked up. And that's what God is telling us here, that we must respect and be afraid of, 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 of the rulers, that have, the rules and laws that have been established that we have to walk in. Because if we don't, we're going to face the consequences. It goes on to say in the fourth verse, for he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger, to execute wrath on him that doeth evil. And when he says, for he is the minister. And 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 my my Bible is saying a deacon or a servant of the law, that that anyone that is a servant of the law is a minister of God. I mean when that policeman fools you all or that policeman fools you, he's he's a servant of God because he's walking in the laws that God has established in society. And that's rough. That's rough. If we can look at it, that a lot of laws will say, man, man put that in. They voted and then they put that in there. But we we have to understand that some laws that God 
by his spirit gave you an inspiration to put some of them laws in place. We must we must understand that that you know as, as these men and women that are in authority over the society that the Bible says for he is the minister of God to to thee for good and to keep us to walk in the order and he's he's just there to keep us to be good he's there for our good not for our bad. You know, I, I, you know, and uh, you know, things things are changing in in in, in Earth today, and, and and we know there's a lot of things changing that that a lot of people are supposed to be for our good, but there's a lot of evil people in places that's supposed to be for our good. Amen. I'm telling. You. There's a lot of people that are sitting and working out of the hands of the adversary that are sitting in positions of good. But if thou doest that which is evil, be afraid, for he bears not the sword in vain. God has delegated authority to defend the good and punish evil, even with capital punishment is required. So, so it doesn't matter. It says God has given them the authority. You know, and, and I believe this, and I, I, I want to ask you all, some of you all, and Pastor, I know you on the call, I want to ask you that question. Do you think that when a man is accused of something falsely and go to jail, and if he gets a capital punishment and they kill him, do you do, do you think that man's life is forgiven before God? Um, I don't know. If he asks for repentance, I mean, if he repents. No, I, I okay. I'm asking you that he was falsely accused. You know, we got a lot of people that have been falsely accused. I just read about a man the other day that they got to pay him over a couple of millions because they locked him up and they later found out that he wasn't a person, but he was locked up for 10 years. Uh And I'm saying that I believe in our time that there's been some men that were falsely accused and had capital punishment and went to the gas chamber, electric chair or something and didn't do what was said of them that they did. And I just put the question, What do you? how do you think God looks at their lives when they die? Do you think God forgives them because of the situation they got caught in? Well, do you think God forgives them because of the situation they got caught in that they were wrongly accused and died? That's a good question. I mean, I, I can't answer that because I, I have really no clue. Because, I mean, if you're not in Christ Jesus, I mean, if you have accepted the Lord, you're not going to heaven anyway. So we don't know where they stood as, as far as in their religion had they accepted Christ. Um, if they accepted Christ, I believe that God looks at their situation 
then, um, I mean, if they're innocent, then there's really not much they, they can be forgiven for the crime. Amen. The other people who had, who, who um, accused them, then God needs to look at their situation and they need to repent unto God to ask for forgiveness for their wrong accusing. But if, if someone's innocent, then I don't, you know, God doesn't have to forgive them for something they have not done. Well, I want to go back to what you just said about God looking back at them. Okay. Where are we at right now? It says, for he is the minister of God to thee for good, being the fourth verse. But if thou doest that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not a sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath on him that doeth evil. To break it down to what it says here, God has delegated authority to defend the good and punish evil, even when the capital punishment is required. And 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 I'm saying, I, okay, God, you say God needs to go back and look at them, but what what if they did what they did under the authority that God gave them and was wrong? Then, then that person needs to ask for forgiveness. You know, from God. And I understand we do have laws of the land. You know, and we all are human, and yes, people do get convicted falsely. But if you convicted somebody falsely and it has cost them their life, if you convicted them falsely and it has cost them 30, 40, 50 years with their family, and hurt their reputation wrong, then we ought to go to God and ask for forgiveness. And I think we ought to go to that person and ask that person. Wrong and into the evidence that was presented before. Amen. 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 Anyone else? Okay, I'm going to get you started. You thank you for that, Pastor. Yes, you are. Uh, I, I can walk in that. That I think that we all are going to be subject in what authority that we walk in. Even if we make a mistake, we're still going to be subject to what God, because God is going to know if you is your mistake an honest mistake or or something that you just wanted to do. And I think that God, He's going to look at that. He goes on to say, "Wherefore ye must need be subject." not only for wrath, but also for the conscience sake. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. You know, we have to obey civil law, not only to escape punishment, but to preserve a clear conscience. And we do. You know what I'm saying? Here you don't, here, here you don't jump in your car, speed it down 95, and, and know you wrong, okay? And 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 got by the police, you know what I'm saying? You saw him, but that but that trooper he didn't move fast enough to get you, and you got away. You need you need you need you need to get yourself together and be able to do right inside the laws of the land. And thank you for the, saying it like that, uh, our pastor, our by by the laws of the land, because when we do not act right in the laws of the land, it's got it should affect your conscience. 
You know what I'm saying? I remember one time my, my little granddaughter, when she was little, went to the store and got, that, got in the store. And, you know, little kids, you know, you're doing one thing. They like to pick up candy and all that. And, huh, we got down the street, and here she come pulling out some doggone candy that I ain't buy. And I'm, I'm, and then I saw the man come out the store, and he's standing there, but he was standing there for another reason, what I found out. But I thought the man was standing there to call the police on me because she stole a little candy. <laughs> and I don't know if any of y'all have experienced that with your grandkids or kids, but that's something, you know? Because we kept going. And I said, God, leave. we just going to keep going because I ain't, I ain't going to jail. But it'll mess with your conscience. It will definitely deal with your conscience if they do something wrong. Okay. And or you do something wrong, it's got to mess with your conscience. It has. Because even the Holy Spirit will bring it, bring some conviction on you for it. But you know what, Pastor? If we can't obey the law of the land, then how can we obey the law of, of, of the Lord? You know, we can't, you know, and we all slip up. You know, sometimes my foot get a little heavy, everybody's foot get a little heavy. That's, that's just life. But when you just go around and just do, do, and then... You know, we want to say that we are, you know, obeying the word of God. We can't be. Because Amen. like I said earlier, God gave man these laws. Somebody had, you know, I feel, you know, God gave man the laws <clears throat> for this land. So if they were given by God, then we have to obey them. And Amen. It's rules. We have rules until the day we die. There are rules. Rules in the land, rules in the Bible. So we have to Amen. come inside together. Amen, and and that is so true. You know, um, we have a lot of people that will say one thing and do another. You know, some people that want to correct you, but they turn around and do the wrong thing themselves when it comes to obeying the law. And I, I, I tell you, Eventually, it'll catch up with you. All right, Pastor? It'll catch up with you. Yes, it will. It'll catch up with you because one day, one day, when you one day, it's something else that's so innocent that, that that's the thing. It, it always looks like the little thing. Instead of all that big stuff you were getting away with, it's that little thing that all of a sudden you get caught for. That's right. You know, and and that's why, you know, it says here, you know, let us know that, you know, we got to obey the civil laws, not only to escape punishment, but to preserve a clear conscience. You know, you want your conscience to be clear. You know, how would you like going to bed and, and you know, sometimes, sometimes a policeman will miss you and see your car again and pull you over and give you something else just because you got away. <laughs> You know, 
So, you know, we are, I, 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 you know, I want to lay down with a clear conscience. The sixth verse says, For, for this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continuously upon this very thing. And it says, because civil government and law enforcement officers who execute the law and defend the community are of God and must be supported, pay your share of the taxes. God is saying that you got to pay your taxes, pay your money. Make sure these people get paid. You know what I'm saying? But also, I think that one thing that you got to understand, just because you pay your taxes and you do whatever, don't think they work for you. <laughs> well, I've heard people say, I don't know what y'all police had to do. I'll pay, pay your salary. They don't work for you. And I, I, I know it's a lot for everybody on here because the word of God is telling us. But again, like I told you at the beginning, just as well as God set order in the kingdom, he also set order in the world. And yes, everybody that's in office or in position in society are not godly people. Amen. Are not godly people. But believe me, amen, but God, God is exercising his laws that they're exercising the laws that, that God has put in place. And, they, and, and a lot of them ain't doing it right. Now, I ain't going to say everybody's doing it right. You got crooked politicians. You got crooked cops. So everybody ain't operating right. But the thing is, we need to respect them all that we don't have to get caught up in some of the mess that society is 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 society is getting caught up today in with cops killing killing people and things like that. You know what I'm saying? They're all crooked cops, and like I said, they might pull you over, and you got to watch yourself because whatever you do, they may take an offense. They, we, we don't, I don't read about on Facebook where an old lady, she was old, and she said something to the police, and the police knocked her out. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that's in law enforcement or in 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 government office, all of them ain't right. No. But it ain't it ain't them that we need to be obedient to, but it's the law. Yes. I hope I, I hope y'all caught that. It ain't about them, but if we're obedient to the law, then we're doing what God needs us to do. Because this is something that we can't take. We could take the law literally that God has established here, but taking the people literally, we can't take. Because even though God made them a minister, they're not going. All of them ain't exercising in the order that God put them there to exercise that that law and that order and that that that, that law enforcement over us in. Y'all, I hope y'all got what I just said, that it's about, it's about us just being able to respect the law. If we respect the law, we ain't, we ain't really got to worry about them. 
We just got to know how to act when they come to enforce the law. And that's where we mess up. When they come to enforce the law, we start acting crazy. Any comments? Amen. Well, Pastor Carpenter, I have a problem when it comes to that. I guess uh, I am an ex-officer, and when they do come the way they come, I don't receive it that way. Let them know the facts and stuff that you are saying and you are using. It's not in your training. It wasn't in your training. Now you are guiding you, not where you were trained. That's a lot of, lot of us doing our training. We're fine. It's just when we get out of that training, just like a lot of things. I may be trained one way. Just like you were trained how to drive a car. When you get mm-hmm. out of that training and you get in your own car, you're going to drive that car the way you want to drive it. Not the way you were dri- told, taught how to drive correctly, but you got this mind strong and I can do what I want to do. I drive the way I want to drive. Right? How nobody else wants me to drive, how I want to drive. And that's how a lot of things put up in different Hello. Hello. Okay. I think I think uh, Pastor Carpenter got kicked off the line. I don't hear no more of him. He'll be right back on. Yeah. Praise the Lord. How's everybody doing? Oh, I'm right. Okay, okay. How's everybody? Hello, can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? We can hear you now. Yeah, I I, I never got I never got knocked off. I got up and I walked on the other side of my 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 living room. But anyway, I can hear y'all talking. And hi, Deborah. Hi. How you doing? Uh, All right. 
We're in Romans, the 13th chapter, and we're down at the 6th verse. Okay, what what chapter? I'm sorry. Romans, the 13th chapter, the 6th verse. Okay. Um, And um, like I said, you know, God is just, God is telling us, you know, and we got to, and I understand what you're saying, Pastor uh, uh, Jones, that every, you know, it's hard to trust him today. It's very hard to trust them because we're watching TV, we're looking, and there's so much corruption going on with police officers. We had a guy up in South Carolina shoot the man, and if, the, if, if we were, if they didn't, if they didn't have this technology, and somebody just took their phone and 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 and, and put it on video, we would have never known, and he would have got away with murdering that that black man because. He would have said whatever he wanted to say, and, you know, the rest of them, the government would have believed him. So I understand what you're saying. I Listen, I try not to go nowhere at night, so I don't have to, I don't have to worry about it. But I don't like it because now they put me in a place where I got to be uh, or I have to build my own little safe zone for myself, because I don't know who I can trust and I don't know who I can't You know, and I understand what God is saying, that, that if they are, you know, but the only ones that we'll know if they are, if we know them. But five out of ten is the ones that roll up on us while we out in public. We don't know them. Am I making sense to anybody? Yes. Yeah. You know, you we don't know them. You know, you know, uh, 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 Pastor Albright, you still on the line? Yes, sir. I'm still here. All right. How many how many policemen you know in your area? Personally, you know a few. Okay. You know. No, not, no, no. You mean personally or just I said, you know, how many do you know, you know, not in passing by, but you know, you know that you speak to and they know you by name or whatever. You know, these are the ones, because when God is saying what he's saying, I can, I'm telling you me, I can receive it if I know them. When he says here, he says here that, uh, let me read it again. He says, they are God's servant to carry out civil government, but even if they are ungodly men, yet faithful, carrying out civil responsibilities, they are to be respected, supportive, and obeyed on duty. You know what I'm saying? So he's telling me, even if they're ungodly men, all right, but I don't know if this is a good man or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I have to really take in as being a man. And I'm telling you, women of God, we really have to discern the spirit of that of that person and that authority that comes up on us. You know what I'm saying? Because we really don't know them, and we have to watch how they respond to us. You know what I'm saying? on how we're going to respond back to them. 
You know, on fast, I used to be a prison guard. Oh, boy. You're a tough one. Go ahead. Yes, and all those, all that good stuff. And, you know, you are right because there were so many uh, officers that were in there that were so tricky, you know, far as their attitude towards the inmates, far as bringing drugs and, you know, uh, you know, perform the sexual acts with the inmates and stuff. And so we really have to be careful because, you know, a lot of them thought they were above the law because they thought they were the law. And we do have to be very, extremely careful when we are approached by certain officers or anybody that has authority in the law because, like I said, a lot of them thought they were above the law because they were in the law. So I, I totally agree with you on that because that's one of the Amen. Amen. And, and you and you right. And you right. And you right. And you know, I say that, you know, that that's why we have to be able to use the gifts that God gave us when we're traveling, when it comes to civil authority when it comes to society's authority. Uh, I done been in some court I done I done been in court and and they was like, man, that's a bad judge. That judge, uh, here, here, he'll put you in the hangman's loop. You know. Can I say something on this? Cause yeah, you can. You can say whatever, whatever touches you. I am a, a retired corrections officer, and uh, oh boy, another one you tough for. All right, say it. <laughs> I just retired. I'm just funny. I'm just funny. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but somebody has to do it. Somebody has hey, to. Hey, yeah. Somebody got to do it. Somebody got to do it. And hey. save some of those souls in there too. Not that I started out as a. Which uh, one? Uh, Rackers Allen. And close to God in Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of officers in Christ in their own organization and. There's uh, the chapel where they have a time that we can go in there, and it was starting to grow. And you'd be surprised, some of the baddest inmates who think they run in the housing unit. Amen. Once you get this, you I, I used to take my, my Bible. It used to be a house that fought all the time. And then it got to the point where I would sit in the day room with them, let them know I'm not afraid of you. You know, I'm going to sit right here. I'm going to watch what's going on, and I'm going to let you know if you break in the rules. You broke them out in the street, you're not going to come in here and break them. Not on my mm-hmm. turf, you know, on my, my post. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in the beginning they used to tell the other inmates who wanted to read the scriptures that they were soft, that they were punks, that they was hiding behind the Bible. But after a while, when they see you going there, and they realize it's a whole different thing. You're not going in there to, to, to you know, act better or I'm trying to, I'm on a power trip. It's a job. I respect you, but I demand you respect me too. I'm sitting here. I'm going to be on the floor with you all. I'm not going to go hide in the bubble in the control room. I'm going to sit right here and I'm going to observe you. Sometimes I do look down, but I'm really looking at them. But most of the time I am reading my scripture. So it got to a point where, more inmates started 
They wasn't afraid to bring their Bibles out into the day room instead of hiding in their cells and behind the, you know, the side where they was reading and the guys would look in the windows and call them, oh, you punk, you know, this, there, and that. It got to the point where the housing area was very quiet. It was one of the most quietest areas on that floor. And it was a high classification jail. So, you know, God works. He works in that dangerous place. I just praise him because he brought me through 20 And um, I didn't get cut, stabbed, sliced. You know, it was just when it got there, it seemed like everything, God had everything going in the right way. And it got to the we could sit and, you know, I would talk to them. You're not supposed to talk about religion. But if God told me to speak to a certain inmate, if like he wanted to kill himself that night, yes, I put my chair right by his door and we would talk scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I felt that's that was my reason why I got that position. Because uh, I kept asking God, why you put me there? <laughs> I, mm. I really didn't want to be there, but, it, you know, I knew that was the reason. I just praised God for having the job. And, Amen. Uh, yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm, Amen. A lot of- I probably, I probably ran into you. <laughs> yeah, I was on. I was in. Uh, I was in HBM in nineteen eighty-five. Oh, okay. I didn't come on in ninety-one. Oh, okay. No, you weren't even there. But yeah. uh, I understand you women in correction. And I, you know, like I said, it's not that there's no good uh, people in authority in society, but it's just the way things go today. We as Christians got to really discern because of the way that the devil is moving through the authority of society today. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, I, I just want to make it, you know, and, and, and God is taking us that what he set it up with, and he set it up for people, for us. And, and what God is telling us, it ain't about the person, but it's about us being being obedient to the law. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And, you know, because a lot of times when people stop you, you got attitude. Police stop you, you got attitude. What you stopping me for? What I do wrong? See, and the way you respond to them, you don't even know them to respond to them like that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, it's just like with the mailman. The mailman come. Mailman got authority over there. You wanna you wanna go there? You got my check. You got my check. You got my. You know how them people in New York is. Be waiting for that check on the first, and then they wanna cuss the the, the, the mail person out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But yet they're not understanding. You're not respecting that authority. Now that authority is not going to respect you. When I do have your check, your weight. You might not get it in a week. I just keep putting it in the back. Mm-hmm. It ain't come yet. It ain't come. <laughs> I don't know. You call them. It ain't come yet. Mm-hmm. This is what God is telling us. Let us respect the authority. Mm-hmm. You understand? If I come to Pastor Albright's job, She's, got another, she's an authority person. I need to respect her. I don't know exactly what she do, but she may draw blood or nothing. 
and I don't give her no respect, and I got to put my arm there, she might miss me four or five times. Mm. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't do that, right, uh, Pastor All right. <laughs> no, I would not do that. <laughs> but do you understand? We have to respect. You know, I, I, I can't, I, you know, the people that really get me, people that go in restaurants and, 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 and mess with waiters or cooks or even at Burger King or, or, or McDonald's and mess with them people. Them people are fixing your food. They can do anything to your food by the time they come to you. Mm-hmm. You, can. you know what I mean? They got the authority where they at. You need to be able to respect them in that authority place there, especially if you got to eat. <laughs> so people people take boogers and whatever. I'm sorry to say it like that. Put stuff in your food. You act crazy on them. Yeah, that's sad but true. They it's do it. true. And God is just telling us to be able to expect to respect people in a party place that they at. And when it comes to society, we need to be able to the, the land. Thank you again, Pastor Arbite. We need to be able to respect the laws of the land because the laws of the land is what we're governed to, not the man that comes to present us the law, but it's the law that we have to respect. Mm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's the law that we got to respect. If we respect the law, we're going to end up respecting the person no matter how they act. Because mm-hmm. they, right now, they got, they, they, they're in charge of, they're, they're the authority, you know, presenting the law to you. Yeah. So I ain't going to feel bad. bad. They, could, they could talk crazy to me or whatever. But I'm going to walk away, and I ain't worried about what they did, but I respected the law because I ain't locked up. I got a chance to walk away. And that's what God that's what God is, is opening the door for here. And in the, in the seventh verse he says, Render therefore to all their due. Tribute to whom tribute is due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, and honor to whom honor. And that's possible it says in itself. It says, Without holding nothing from civil government or its lawful office that is required of you to pay. Pay taxes, customs, fear, and honor to all men over you in public life. He says, everybody that's over me, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, 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 Deborah's my boss. So when I go, I got to respect her no matter what. You know what I'm saying? She's my supervisor. When I come in and she say this, say that, I got to respect her as the authority that's over me. And like I said earlier, uh, when Pastor, when I think Pastor Jones, you still here? When yes, Pastor I Jones, am. Yeah. The thing is, like I was saying to Pastor Jones, I know that sometimes we have we have a rough with our pastors that are some of these pastors that we are no sitting under, but we still got to respect the authority of who they are. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Because let me tell you something, all you pastors on the line. Hey, hey, all y'all, everybody in your church ain't going to like the way you're doing things. And right. I, I'm going to tell, tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because a lot of our people look at TV. They see TV Jake. They see Clef or not. They see, uh, 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 what's her name? The white lady. Paula White. Uh, 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 
Joyce Myers. Joyce Myers. You see, Joyce, and Joyce Myers gives a whole lot of stuff. They see these people, and one thing that I watched, I watched my first wife when she went to the woman died loose. And Buster, when she came back from Georgia that, that, that summer, she wanted to turn the house over. She wanted to turn the church over. Her and her girlfriend, all of them went, and they went to our church. And I watched them, and they wanted to change. They wanted to bring TVJ's vision for Woman Dialu. Somebody mute their phone. We can hear them, please. Thank you. Um, they can hear. They wanted to bring that vision back to the church. And you can't come in and want to change the authority that's already in the church with some authority that you found somewhere else that you saw was good. Amen. Amen. And, and, and that's what happens inside the church when it comes to people. And y'all pastors, y'all going to go through it. Y'all might be ready for it. Because people always want to come and they want to add on to your vision or they want to try to change the vision that you had because I was at this church, and, you know, this used to work good here, <laughs> you know. So, you know, you're going to go to people that want to disrupt the authority that you have over your church. Amen? I just wanted to share that with you all, that there's always, you know what I'm saying, somebody that's going to try to bring some ruffles in the middle of the authority with pastors over the church. But if you God know. gave you that vision, there's no one who should be able to, to come in between that. That's that's why God appointed and anointed and chose you to 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 take care of his flock and his church. And his Amen. That's the vision he gave you. Amen. But you got to be a strong leader because there are some leaders that will do things just to, you know, like, like Deborah. Deborah's a big wheel in my church. She got money. You know what I'm saying? She's paying that tithe. You know what I'm saying? And she ain't paying no little tide. She's paying a big tide. Her and her whole family, they tied. You know? And I came, I came from a little family church. And believe me, the fam, we all were related in my family church down in North Carolina. But there were certain, certain people in the family that they had that kind of pull because of the kind of money that they were pouring into the church. And Let that me tell you something. Sometimes that, uh, uh, that is for real, Pastor. That is for real. That's for real. I'm telling you. That is for so real. I have seen it. It's for real. It happens. Amen. Amen. And that's why you got to be a strong pastor. You, you know, uh, 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 my God brother came out of the same church I came. And when he started his church, he said that he was he was starting it. It was going to be his church. And that's the way he did it. He started it. He was the founder of his church. He did it. And you went by what he went, and you wasn't bringing nothing in, and he wasn't taking nothing new. He said he, he used to tell his people. They start coming new things. He said, well, no, we ain't going to do that. That's not what God showed me. And they'd be like, you know, he said, well, look, you can stay or you can leave. That's just what he would say to them. You can stay or you can leave. <laughs> but... He had his foot, his, his foot rooted and grounded what God gave him as the vision for that church. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you gotta you gotta understand and being in leadership, you can't be swayed by a dollar. No. Mm-mm. And you gotta you know explain to the 
explained to the to your members too. It's not by your works. You can put a thousand dollar in that plate. God is not looking at that. That's his money anyway he gave you to, to do the right thing with. It's what's in your heart. Amen. So if the, even if you tied that kind of money to pastor say your suggestion is nice but we can't use it here, then as a good Christian you should just keep on keep on fellowshipping with you know, keep on doing the right thing. Don't don't change if that's what God put in your heart to to help the church, put it in. If you got it like that, then do it. Mm-hmm. And don't expect to run the pastor because you put money in the plate. It, you know, shouldn't be that way. The truth, the truth. But I'm just saying with y'all that you know these things can will, will occur sometimes. I love that. I love the fact that God wants us to be able to honor all those that are in authority. It says, honor to whom honor is due. And we need to be able to honor those that are in, in leadership or authority that deserve honor. There are a lot of people we need in authority. They don't deserve no honor. He goes on in the eighth verse. He says, owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another has fulfilled the law. Oh. This is what we are missing so much, and God talks about it so much. Love one another, you know. Love one another. We get we get so caught up in little things that happen with us that we stop loving somebody because of what we got caught up in, and that ain't about God. That is not about God. This has nothing to do with owing just debts of money, other material things. It simply expresses the idea that Christians owe to each other mutual love. See what we're talking about? We, you know, you know, we, we, we don't, we have not really embraced about loving one another. And I, I you know, I, I get so upset because, and I'm, you know, when it comes to people in leadership not growing to understand about loving unconditionally. It really gets me because, and I know I had to grow to it and as I went through, but, you know, it doesn't take you long to get it that God Never didn't tell us. God bless you. God, God bless didn't tell Good evening, Roman Twain. Good evening, good evening. Good evening. We're, we're in Romans uh, uh, 13th chapter and we're at, Mm-hmm. Evangelist Easter. Uh, good evening, Evangelist Easter. Um, we're in Romans, the 13th chapter, and we're at the 8th verse. Amen. Amen. And we just, Amen. We just read, uh, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he Amen. that loves another has fulfilled the law. And what God has told us that uh, it is simply an expression, the idea that Christians ought to owe to each other mutual love. You are not bound to your brethren to obey them as you are civil rulers, but you are bound to them by love. And this is, you know, this is the thing that, that, that we got to love each other no matter what. God gave us unconditional love. 
We're in the body of Christ. We should not. You know what? I don't care what I go through with anybody. I still love them, and I'm going to treat them like I love them. I'm not going to just love them and don't treat them like love. And, And that's what gets me that people don't understand what God is saying, that we should love one another. He didn't just tell us to love us, to, to say I love you and not show no action. Love is an action word. It ain't, it ain't something that we just say, but it's something we do because God did it. He said, I so love the world that I gave. He, and the love that he, that, he, that, he, that he loved us with, he gave us something to show the actions of his love. He gave us deep for Jesus. Jesus said, I gave my only begotten son. And this is the same way. Even when we have people that are authority figures over us, we got to still show them love. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got your boss at your job. You got your, and, and, and this is what God is trying to teach us tonight about even having the same love for those in the kingdom and authority and also have the same love for those that are in, in society that's in authority. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my boss might be one thing, but I'm still going to show my boss love no matter how he treats me. Amen. Because that's who I am. I, I, you know, he can make me work overtime, and that ain't right. But, uh, but even though I work overtime, I'm going to get that some money. Maybe I don't want to work overtime. But when it comes down to it, I'm still going to show him love. And we have to... This is what God is trying to, 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 to show us here in what we're studying tonight about being able to love those in authority and those that are over us. You know, we just we just been talking about pastors and stuff like that, you know, that, that even them. Some of y'all like your pastors, and, then, you know, I heard people say, well, I like them. I don't love my pastor, but I like them. And then you ain't, you ain't, well, you ain't no child of God. You should love your pastor. That's the last commandment Jesus gave us, wasn't it? That's it. One another. Amen. And that Amen. Goes the board, everybody. Amen. And we're supposed to be able to love one another. In the ninth verse, he says, "Well, this thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. And thou shalt not bear false witness. And thou shalt not covet it." And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Ah, there you go with love again. Thank you, Jesus. So, Thank you. So he's letting us know that right now that all I just said, the adultery and all them acts that we are held accountable for under whatever authority that we're under. Go ahead now. Amen. I, I want you to understand that 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 that, that in, in the kingdom, that when you're under a ministry, you're under a covering, and you're held accountable to, to all the rules and regulations that comes out of that covering that's over you. Amen. All right. You know what I'm saying? Because you, right. you truly, in the body of Christ, we can't move without a covering. Me, uh, 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 Reverend Swain, we all got to have a covering. Just like we cover somebody, we got to have somebody to cover us. That's right. And, and believe me, my covering, they, they, he has some stuff 
Then it took me. I wrestled with, but then I had to. I had to submit myself to. All right. You know what I'm saying? Just like the rest of y'all on here, uh, Pastor Jones, Evangelist Easter, y'all got coverings over y'all. And with them coverings, them coverings, well, y'all don't know the y'all don't know the work of a covering until you become a covering. <laughs> you know. And it's just like y'all got your ministries now. Y'all the covering for your ministry. Man. So Can you break that down a little bit more for, for me? Uh, yeah. I wanna, I'm breaking it down for you, Deborah. A covering is a person that established, um, whew, the covering is a person that, that God has put over you that in between you and Jesus. I'm going to put it like that. That that person stays in prayer. That person, uh, when you go into spiritual warfare, they go in there with you. Whatever you go through, they're there with you. Amen. Okay. Whatever okay. you go through, just like for you, Deborah, uh, your covering is Pastor Charles. Otherwise, Pastor Charles is always laying before God, praying for Deborah, and praying for everybody that's in her congregation. Okay. When y'all get attacked, she gets attacked. Okay, I want you to understand what a covering is. Believe me, sometimes as a covering, you wonder why things is happening. That's because somebody's attacking somebody that you're covering. Hmm. The devil's attacking them, and, and they need you to go into prayer. Because when you start going into prayer, you start being able to, to, to empower the covering that you have over them. Hmm. Amen. And, 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 and to show you how powerful covering is, and I had to learn, I learned this myself, that my pastor, I never knew nothing about dealing with and confronting demonic forces. And my pastor did that. And I thought he had a, but that was beautiful. But I was under his covering. And I went to a place, and the Lord told me these little, two little girls got up and had strange spirits in them and were talking junk and speaking in a different language. And everybody ran out the pulpit. Ran at the kids. And the authority that, that, that I was under, that covering, his gift was exercised to me. The Lord told me, you get up and you go you go take care of this. And I told the Lord, I ain't, uh-uh, not me. I ain't never did that before. <laughs> I, I ain't never nothing, no talking spirit. But yet, God kept dealing with me sitting in that pulpit that I got up I walked down the stairs, and when I walked down the stairs, this is, this is the honest truth of God, I went through a transformation on that last step when I hit that floor. I walked up to them. They were putting their hands on them, and I told them, take your hands off them. That's how you do it. And I spoke that spirit out in the name of Jesus. And it took a while, but it happened. But when I got back to my pastor, well, the pastor that church called my pastor and told him what happened. And I told my pastor, I said, I, I didn't know that. He said, it's because I'm your covering, and that's my gift. Amen. And I thought that was powerful. That that I, I just, just sharing that with some of y'all, that your covering, it'll exercise whatever the people in your covering need that God has in you, that it'll be exercised to them to protect them or or to empower them to do something. Amen. 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 
So if, you wonder, you. if you wonder sometime with the covering that you under, why all of a sudden you could do this and you ain't never did it before, it's because the covering that you under that has that ability or has that gift to do that, that God will exercise that same thing to you because you're under that covering. Pastor, uh, Carpenter, not only that, when you're in ministry with a husband and wife team, when you are as one, you become also one another covering. Amen. Amen, Amen and that's true. That's true. You, you, you become, you're, you're supposed to be one another's covering. If you don't understand it, then you don't know it. But if you're in a husband and wife team in ministry, you're supposed to be one another's covering. And that's why God made us as when he said you become one, we become one in everything, in our prayer, in our fasting, in our teaching, uh, in our preaching, in our ministry. We're supposed to be as one. So that means we're covering each other all the time because you see, we see each other more than the pastor or anybody else sees us. So when we know what going on with the body and the spiritual part of each other. So we have to keep our covered. We have to stay, keep our other half covered. Amen. So that we can be covered. Amen. I, you know, and, and you say that, and I'm, I'm hoping somebody will do a study on that or, or have a class on that about the powership of marriage of husband and wife because a lot of people think that the husband is everything. And God, the thing about it, that yes, God said in the Bible that the woman is, the, she's the helpmate. But but the thing about it, when you really read about it, it's a woman that completes the man. Yes. A man, a man is not completed according to Scripture, what I be reading, until he get married. He ain't completed. No. And, and when I read, when I started studying that, I said, boy, I, I said, somebody one day just need to have a teaching on that to understand people, you know, about about the power of marriage and about the covering that comes with each other inside of marriage. There is a minister that does it. She's over on uh, that Mobile, Mobile Highway. He does deep teaching. Uh, marriage ministry, and it's it's awesome. And I can't—he's my friend, and I can't remember what his name is. He's a pastor. Him and his wife together do it. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I know that's a powerful teaching. And you, you know, it is. Teaching. It is. It is. But I, I just want to show you how powerful the covering is, too. When you go into First Corinthians seven chapter, it tells you one thing about the single woman that she covers her home. Amen. Amen. And, and, and the power of it, because if she didn't cover her home, then, you know, she wouldn't be able to cover her children. Yeah. And, it, and it says that, that, that the power, and I'm going to show you the power of the woman that's in Christ, opposed to having a man that's not in Christ, she is the covering over the whole household, even though there's a man there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, sanctified <laughs> wife, sanctified husband until he gets there, he's there. And y'all go in y'all go in the, the 
the first Corinthians 7 chapter, and y'all, y'all will read that. Y'all will read about that woman, even if she is um, in relationship with an unbeliever, she still she is a covering over the house. She covers the unbeliever husband too. Mm-hmm. That's Amen. powerful. Amen. Um, as we was, you know, just just talking about the ninth verse, it says, "Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not kill." And and what is laying down? Just the same rules that we abide in in the kingdom is the same rules we abide in in society. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And 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 this, you know, God God is showing us that God's hand. And some of y'all that went here earlier, as I talked about, God's hand was also in illustrating and putting all the laws in order in society, as He did also in the kingdom. Yes. And and that's that's awesome itself because God was making sure there was order in both places. Inside the kingdom and when you was in society, he had order as far as laws and things we had to follow inside the world. So we, we, we automatically when we came in the kingdom, we knew how to follow some structure in the order of following the guidelines and the laws that we were following in the world, that some of them poured right over into the kingdom. Because the same thing, you commit adultery in the world, back then, they, they could kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Old Testament, they say they stoned you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, you know, here we're just... You know, just talking about learning about the same thing that applies to us in the kingdom, that we we got to be mindful of the same thing applies to us in society. He went over in the 10th chapter. Just let me read some of these things. That he, it says, in any other commandments necessary for a Christian to obey is covered in the proper love to one another's neighbor. You know? It says, love workers no ill to his neighbor, and therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. And it is. It should be. Love workers no ill. You know what I'm saying? Amen. I mean, I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but just today and coming in here just to read this, and I didn't, you know, didn't even think about all this, but God is sending out a message about us loving and showing love. Amen. And, and 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 I think that that we we got to understand that 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 one of the, the the main things that God wants to see from us is love. Amen. Because you yeah. know what you know what when we walk in the image of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is all about love. Everything that Jesus did all the way to the cross was all was about love. When I look at the cross, I don't see no pain. I see love. Because right. you, you had to love me unconditionally to get up on that thing and the way they killed you and, 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 and beat up your body and, and all like this. And a lot of us a lot of us cry if we get a cramp in the leg or we get a cut on our hand. And this man got nails and everything stuck in him. That was nothing but love to die for a bunch of people you don't even know. I want you to make it even plainer. Sometimes uh, somebody may ask them to step on mm-hmm. We ready to knock them out. We ready to hit them. We ready to cuss them out. Shoot them. Some of them shoot them now. 
I'm telling you. Some kids, they shoot each other. Step on they my They sure will. They sure will. I like it. I, I like, can I read NIV what the 10th verse says? Uh, yes, like, you can. Go ahead. It, it says it just a little bit differently. Uh, it says, love does no wrong to others. Hmm. Love does no wrong to others. And so love fulfills the requirement of God's law. Amen. Mm-hmm. And, and, that hit. Woo, that and, got and, the press out of me. Amen. But in your in your in, in there, it's just like Vermont says it in the King James word ill. But no wrong. Love will never wrong you. Anybody that wrong you will tell you they love you, they ain't never loved you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Let me tell you all that again. Anybody that ever told you they loved you and they wronged you in the love that they had for you, they never loved you because they didn't know what God's love was. See, they knew what they knew what they knew what they knew what man's love was, society's love. But when you love like God loves, it'll never do you wrong. Amen. And and all y'all that say y'all are y'all say sanctified, blessed the Holy Ghost. The only love y'all know is the love of the love of God, because God showed you how to love first when he when he when he called you into His kingdom. He showed yeah. you love from the beginning, so he showed you how to love. Because a lot of us came out of some mess, and we were living some lives that we shouldn't have been living, but he still loved us enough to call us in. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Now, the same love that he called us in on is the same love we're supposed to pour out to everybody else. Amen. 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 You're right. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's why love don't hurt. Love don't love should not hurt a thing in the kingdom of God. Ain't nothing. Ain't nobody should hurt nobody in saying they love them. Cause if they do, they telling a lie. We should love each other unconditionally. That's what God's word says. Unconditionally, we should love just like Jesus. And that's why He says you should love your neighbor. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if your neighbor don't talk to you or nothing. It's you, you love them. If you see them with a flat tire, stop there. Help them fix it. Yes. That's, that, that's the exercise of love that God is telling us that we need to be able to show. We need to show even for people. He, God is so, so tough with the love thing that God told us, love your enemy. Now, 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 now y'all know that's real tough to love your enemy. Mm-hmm. That's it. Love somebody that just rightly despise you and use you. And God says, still love them. Not only will you love them, he will show you that you have to do for them. Amen. And he will make you do for them. Amen. Yes. I know it. I went through it. I had four sisters in the church that I came out of, and I don't know what I did to none of them. But boy, them sisters used to rock me almost every Sunday and almost every day of the week that we had church. Mm. And God told me one day, he said, go in your purse. And he mm-hmm. said, get the smallest book you got and give it to her. I said, Lord, you got to be kidding. He, he said, no. So I put it inside of the program, took it up there, and she was up in the choir and just handed it to her. 
Now, this woman had called the Department of Children and Family Service on me because mm-hmm. I whooped my child. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know where he was, and he was supposed to be inside the church house with me. Amen. Mm-hmm. Then the other one. <laughs> they told me, said, now you take the biggest book and go to her house. I said, uh-uh. Lord, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, and you know what? Then I turned around and said, I said, Lord, I told you, whatever you ask me to do, I'll do. Wherever you want me to go, I'll Amen. go. Amen. So I did it. And God, this woman had God. spoke to me, had talked to me, wouldn't mm-hmm. even say hi when I spoke to her. Mm. But that Sunday, after service, she came to me and said, thank you. You just don't know what you did for us. We didn't have no way of getting no food, no nothing, because we had spent all our money paying our bills. Mm. And they had children. Mm. I'll tell you what God would do. He will show you. Make your enemies your footstool. Amen. Amen. He will make your enemies your footstool. If you be obedient to, them, to him, even when you don't want to be, you still be obedient to him. And then Amen. do it with love. Yeah. And then the other one, she knew I went to retail shops. So one day, this was way before all this craziness started. So I was at the retail shop, and the Holy Ghost brought to my attention what she had said. And when I came out, I, I came out of there with a bag full of stuff just for her and hung it on her door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she mm-hmm. said, thank you. Amen. She came to me and said, thank you, because she knew where it came from. I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And the last one, which was, was like that 12th, that, that seventh demon, this was a big demon. Mm-hmm. Her daughter was my one of my favorite young ladies. And she was getting ready to get married. And she wanted the church to be so beautiful because this was her first joy in getting married. She didn't have the finances, so she went to another one of the other young ladies that sort of did the wedding. She went to her first. And I was sitting inside the dining room. And the lady came to me. She said, Mary, I said, yeah, she said, she needs some help with the wedding. I said, well, whatever. I said, you know me. I'll do what I need to do to make it right. I said, because, you know, that's my girl. That's her daughter had stood with me because I was a state hospitality lady at that time. And her daughter worked beside me as my assistant uh-huh. with no problem. So she had to come to me and asked for help to finish off her daughter's wedding. Because I told her I wouldn't charge her no damn to make not rainbow. I wasn't going to charge her damn to make nail cassage. I wasn't going to take charge her nail damn to make any wedding bouquets because all the stuff she didn't have the money for. But she just to show you what God would do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After that, enough. after that, all four of them, Huh. You couldn't talk about me. You couldn't say nothing about me to nobody against me. So you heard it from them. That's what God does. 
love. When you show that agape love, no matter what people, how people treat you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Amen. God is going one thing about it, you say you, you, you got the love of Christ in you, he gonna he gonna he gonna make you prove it. Yes. He ain't gonna make he gonna make you prove it. You ain't gonna run around saying, I got the love of Christ in me. Well if you got it, Jesus is gonna make you show it. <laughs> it's, got to, it's got to come out of you, you know. And that's one thing that I love about Jesus, that the same love that's in him has to abide in all of us. Hello? Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and, yes. and because, because, like I told y'all earlier, he said that you and me and I'm in you and we are one. And if he's in me, then I got to love just like he loves. Amen. You know, there's nothing else I could do. You know, like I told you, when I look, when I look at that cross, I, I didn't hear nothing but love come out of his mouth. Anytime a man is dying on the cross and got the power to, to, to send for a legion of angels to come do whatever he wanted his will is and says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He, he said, forgive my enemies and forgive everybody that has put me up on this cross. Is that love? Yes, it is. That ain't that ain't nothing but love. Cause they, a lot of us, a lot of us, uh, 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 get mad and we'll pray against our, our enemies. We'll pray that something happened to them. And I just told some people the other day, wanted me to pray with them. I prayed with them, and then they wanted to pray about something. And I, I walked away. They said, "Where you going, Pastor?" I said, "I don't pray bad prayers for something to happen to nobody. That's God's job." God says, "I don't have time for that." I say, "Y'all need to learn how to pray." Y'all praying that this situation, that y'all be covered, y'all be taken care of, that God put his anointing and a covering around you, that no harm, no hurt, harm, or danger come to you. Now you want to pray, but whatever they talked about, let it go back to them. I'm not with that. Because God said, let vengeance be his. He said, do not touch my anointing one do my problem. That's his job. I don't, I'm not touching that. And I don't believe that God means for us to pray bad prayers over people. But when we get upset, we do it. Jesus didn't do it. Jesus could have said anything could have happened to all those people, but he didn't. And that's where I I look. Amen. That's where I take my example from. When I I serve a man that's in me that didn't never do nothing against nobody that ever did nothing to him, the Pharisees came and messed with him all the time, uh, he didn't. He didn't curse him. He didn't pray nothing against him. I'm gonna be like him. I ain't praying nothing against nobody. I ain't praying nothing. I, 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 I'm gonna be just like him. All I want is your good. I don't want nothing else. And that's what love is. Love is about somebody's good. It ain't about nobody's bad. I don't know who I'm sharing that with, but that's the truth. The thing about it is God's love is for our good and ain't for our bad. And that's, that's, that, that is the awesome thing about it. And that's what he's saying here. He's telling us, you know, the most powerful thing that we got between us and him is love. And we should be able to share that with one another. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I don't get that, I, you know, I don't get that mad with people 
you know, in churches, pastor friends of mine and all like that. They be they, they be all like, oh, you are, you such a humble guy. You said always loving everybody. You don't care what people do or say, and you still love on them. I said, that's Jesus. <laughs> and they look at me and say, go on with the silly self. I said, no, that's Jesus. I don't, I can't. I can't. Do you know? Do you know what what made me think when when Swain if you on it? You know what one one thing made me think so much, and I look at it and I have to deal with so much. I, I thought about that one thing helped Moses from going into the promised land. Could it be one thing that might hold me from going to heaven? Amen. That's right. Yeah. I, I I had to really think about that one day when I was reading yeah. that. I was like, just one yeah. thing held him from going into the promised land. And I gotta watch myself that I don't let one thing hold me from going to heaven. That's mm, it. Well, mm, mm, mm. that, and I don't, I don't know that, that that was deep for me when That's I thought deep. about it. Yeah. So I'm hoping y'all would be deep Woo. for y'all. Just one thing. All yep. he did, all he did was do something that God told him not to do. God said, "Listen, don't kick that rock and give him no." <laughs> <laughs> he took that thing and took the staff and hit it, and they got that water. Amen. And when it got time to go to Father's land, he told he said, Moses, you ain't going. You go up there on that mountain sit. And Moses mm-hmm. said, why? Because I told you. You did one thing I told you not to do, and that was to sit up. Uh, hit that thing with that water. I told you don't do it. So that, that's keeping you out. I started thinking. Do I want do I want one thing that God is telling me not to do in his word that I'm gonna do or act like that I shouldn't do to keep well, me from being disobedient? Amen. Oh, my Lord. Mm-mm-mm. Never thought about it like that, Reverend Carpenter. Yeah. Yeah. My Lord. I, I have I have Pastor. I understand what you're saying, Pastor Carpenter. That's what I tell a lot of people. They ask me doing Pastor, uh uh-uh. uh. I said that be just might be the thing that keep me out. No, 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 no. No, can't do it. Can't do it. No, 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 no. Not gonna do it. You know what? I feel more sorry, but I'm sorry. I was gonna say I feel more sorry about the people you were just talking about, who was praying using God, praying to our Father to do harm to one of His other children. My God. For that teacher, y'all y'all get a chance. Y'all come up there when um we have in the committee room where they talk about the uh witches and the warlocks and, and they do the thing on witchcraft. You know, I'm telling you, uh some of you that got that number and I will get it out to y'all. Y'all come up there and listen to that because there's a lot of stuff that we need to take knowledge of. And when God said my people pass for lack of knowledge and that's because people don't want to seek it. But y'all need to become seekers of everything y'all need to know. Because, you know, we don't, no, none of us know it all. But you want to know what God God allows you to know, to be able to fight the wars you got to fight and to be able to walk in the places that you that you may walk in, you know, without no fear. Amen. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Without no fear because... I'm telling you, it's, it's it's something to go in a place and don't know. I, I I'm gonna tell this, and then we are gonna move on. The lady, when I I was a uh, used to have a classroom when I was a school teacher, and she was coming to my room all the time. Her name was Amy, and she went to this church, and I knew her pastor, and her pastor them was they they was in 
fighting demonic warfare and all that all the time. And she came and she said, I, I'm anointed to fight demons and all like that. And I said, Amy, you better know what you get ready to do. Mm-hmm. One one weekend she told me, I got to go by this house. Nobody won't go in this house, and I need you to come with me. I said, God ain't told me to go up there now. She said, but you know how to do it. No, but I go where God tell me to do or if I get stuck Amen. somewhere, then, then I'll work it. But I, I don't run to people's houses because that, cause some other people want to go. I go if God tells me to go. Because, Amen. see, you go, you go on your own, that's just how you're going to be fighting, on your own. When God tells you to go, like he told Jeremiah, he told David, I'm with you. So when God tells me to go, I know he's with me. So she went on up there. Oh, man, she came back, on, on and she used to have her hair done. Boy, she came in. She said, I just got out of that place, and I had to be in the school. The woman looked like she went through a tornado. And her mind was all messed up, and she went, <laughs> had to call a pastor to come to the school to pray for the woman. I, you know, and I looked, and then, then the rest of the people asked me, what do you think happened to her, Mrs. Carmen? I said, she went up there and got her butt whooped. <laughs> you can't. You can't exercise things without God telling you to do. Amen. I just want to share that with somebody. You can't do nothing. If God don't say go, don't go. Don't go. You can't do it. You cannot do it. But we want to go into the 11th to the 14th. And here Jesus, God is going to talk to us. In his word, and Paul is talking to us about putting on Christ. We need to be able to put Christ on. And we need to understand how to put Christ on. You know, a lot of us walk around and we say, he's in us. But do we have the things that, that, that we need to have on us to say that we're in him and he's in us? See, anybody... You know what? I, I found out one thing, and I, I know Pastor Swain is on here, and he, he can he can atone to this. There's a lot of people that can speak the word, but they don't but they don't walk they don't walk. That's right. You see, and I'm telling you, there's a lot. Somebody got their phone on. Hello. Yeah, I'm, I'm still on. Okay. I'm still on. Okay, y'all can hear me now. Um, yeah, like I was saying, you know, there's a lot of people that walk around, quote scriptures, and I know a bunch of bishops and all them quote scriptures that can't live it. You know what I'm saying? That's right. I'll preach, I'll preach something to you, and then later on you see them in the mall doing the, doing the same thing they told you don't do, they do You know? And what I'm trying to explain to you is that we have to put on Christ. Because when you put on Christ, you're going to walk in Christ. Because right. one thing, when you walk out of Christ, Christ going to bring you, Jesus will put you in check. That's right. You know what? He'll do you good. <laughs> I'm laughing. But I keep thinking about Moses. Remember when God told Moses, and Moses wanted to see the glory of God, and God told him he couldn't, 
and he had to hide in between that rock. That's sometimes what Jesus does to us when he got to put us in check. He put us in a place that he just hides us. And when he hides us, he straightens us out. You better believe what I'm telling you, that he will, he will hide you to straighten you out. Because one thing about when you got him on, you know what I'm saying? One thing the word says that, and, and there's something, it said about uh, 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 Jacob's brother, and the scripture says, how could he be called to repentance again? Because those that um, did wrong and knowing the good, the, 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 the good of, and I'm just paraphrasing, the good of Jesus, that they put him back on the cross again. So, you know what I'm saying? When we got Jesus on, we're not going to be putting him back on the cross. No, amen, that's right. We're not going to put him back on the cross. Amen. Because now now we're walking in all the elements of who he is in our lives. I'm not you're saying right. you're going to do everything right. I ain't saying you're going to do everything right. But there's not going to be things done in your life to make him a mockery of who, who he is in your life. Because people watch us when we say we walk with him. And when we do our, our other than him, then we make a mockery of him in front of people. So let's go on over here and read these scriptures. And I want you all to talk to me a little bit. It says, in 11 verses, it says, And that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awaken, to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than we than when we believe. Come on, somebody. What's that saying to you? Woo. That time is running out. Better wake up. Amen. Hey, uh, Reverend Calvin, I stepped away for a second. What verse was that you read? That was verse 11. It says, do this, knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Oh, amen, 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 amen. You're right, and uh, if you if you take a look at the church today and apply that to, to how Christians are today following uh, counterfeit Christianity, uh, that's exactly what that's talking about. We need to wake up. And as far as um, putting on Christ, Nobody's teaching like we like we discussed one time. Nobody's teaching about the blood of Jesus anymore, or talking about the cross anymore, or talking about how to walk like Christ. Because after all, we're supposed to emulate his his, his life. Uh, we're supposed to be a reflection. Yeah. Amen. Mhm. Amen. And we're not we're not doing that uh, behind the pulpit. And uh, I made the statement the other day on one of the talk lines that um. Sunday school you know, teaching isn't just a Sunday school anymore because mm-hmm. people don't, just don't get up and go to Sunday school. The majority Amen. of them are going to go to church during normal church hours, and that's where the teaching should be, be uh, taking place uh, because the, the, the word says that the, the, the word is for the tearing down of strongholds and for the edification of the saints. Amen. 
It's not uh, for for the for the pastor to tell us how good God is. Uh, we already know that because of what He's done and how He's transformed our lives. Hmm. All right, Amen. Amen. And he's he's you are so right, uh, uh, Pastor Swain. The thing is that we are missing it inside the church about what are all the elements of walking in salvation. And, and you know, we all know Jesus is good. Now tell us how to walk in the goodness of Jesus. You don't tell us he's good. We know he's good. Now tell me how to walk and be as good as Jesus. Go ahead, preach that. All you want to tell me is about how I can get some prosperity. You That's know, right. what good is prosperity if the devil's going to come and make me use it wrong anyway? Amen. 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 Half, the people, half the people from all these years, they've been preaching prosperity, got money, and now they're broke now, and they're trying to get money again in the church. That's right. Because one thing about it, they taught you, they told you how to get it, but they didn't tell you how to keep it. And the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So they didn't tell you how to stop him from trying to steal it from you. Mm-hmm. They, didn't tell, they didn't tell you how to keep him from trying to destroy the money you got, the prosperity you got. Amen. And then it tells you how he could kill the, the situations or kill you all spiritually from God and what and what you get. Because sometimes we become we get a whole lot of prosperity and we become big headed like the devil and we want to be we, we want to forget about God and think it's all about us. Amen. They don't Amen. like me to come. They don't like me to come preach about that that nonsense about prosperity because I'm gonna tell you the things about salvation. I'm going to tell you what are the elements that we need to acquire. You know, we we go in the Bible, and I forget where it's at. I think it's in Hebrews, and it talks about speaking on the elementary principles of the gospel. And we need to be able to know what are the elementary elementary, uh, principles of the gospel is. A lot of us don't know. Amen. A lot of us don't know. And that is the beginning of walking in salvation to know the elementary. We talk about elementary. And you know, when you first started school, where did you go? Elementary school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't, I don't know, and I don't know how old some of y'all is, but they didn't have Head Start when I was a kid. They had kindergarten. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> I'm telling you. So I went to elementary school. I didn't go to Head Start. I went to kindergarten and first grade. But I had to go there to learn all the principles that took me all the way up to the fifth and sixth grade to go to junior high school. Amen. And a lot of us have to get to that point to understand that we need to know the elementary principles of salvation. The church is not walking in salvation in the wholeness of what it is. All everybody, all everybody want to do is be known, seen, and, and be, ooh, hallelujah. I got to say that first. Hallelujah. Everybody want to be seen, heard, and exalted. <laughs> but nobody want to stay down, want to be just doing the will of God. I keep the same way. If I got three people on this line to having 400 people, it don't make me a difference. And I don't get mad with nobody that got all them people because what God has in me is where my submission is into him, that this is where I want to be teaching. 
I want to teach. I want him to teach him. And there's nothing about. There's nothing more greater than being humble before God. Yeah, that's right. There's nothing. There's nothing. And like I taught some of you all over on my other Bible line, there's nothing no greater than being than being submissive. Being a submissive person to the things in the Word of God, I tell you, ain't nothing. And, and if I could tell you, any of y'all to be something, because they're teachable and that's a meek person. Always be meek. Meek people are teachable people because they want to learn. Like me, I'm I'm meek because I want to learn. I mean, pa- Pastor Swain, uh, Evangelist Easter, uh, Pastor Albright. Uh, uh, Pastor Jones, any of them could, could come talk to me and teach me something. Me too. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to learn. I want to know because God don't teach me everything. He may teach you something. He may give you revelation to something that he didn't give me revelation to. But once, yeah, I, once I hear you, then I get it from you. So he, Paul says that he would open up the mysteries of the word to us. But right. I tell people all the time, that God didn't even open all the mysteries of the word to Paul. Because when you go in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, and he talks about the, he says, I'm talking about the church, but he didn't know about the oneness with the man and the woman. When y'all get a chance, y'all read that. Go back there in Ephesians and read about the husband and wife. But that's the beauty of fellowshipping. Amen. That's why I enjoy fellowshipping because Amen. God gives everybody uh, the gifts for us to share, and with this one, don't know that one will know. If you do know it, he'll open up and show you another revelation, something else that you didn't see before. So he's constantly learning with God's people when we're all together, because he's even stronger. Because it's not just one part of him; now you have many parts of him together. Amen. His love is just just inter just intermingled between all of us, and we can get to share and enjoy. Amen. Mm, That's right. I just enjoyed enjoy being on the phone with you all. And Amen. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, the elements and, of the salvation, you said in Hebrews? Hmm? That's the book. You know what? I'm going to find it for you exactly, and I will uh, give it to you. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send it through Pastor. No, but I got your number, too, no, and yeah. I'll just call you and give it to you. Yeah, thank you. Text okay, it yeah. Thank I, you. Yeah, I'll text you or something, and I'll give it to you. Um, like I like the thing is, and I'm caught up now. <laughs> I'm just, sorry. We, we're, yeah, yeah, you got me caught up in what you were talking I'm about. I'm sorry, too. I didn't you mean know to throw you It's off. okay. It's okay. But we we need to understand one thing, and I thank you, Holy Ghost. Uh, 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 I don't know if it was Chandler, Pastor, or uh, uh, Rem Chandler, or Rem Swain. And they just echo the word that I always say. When we get together, it's like iron sharpening iron. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and when I heard him say he liked to circle himself around men of, in leadership and women in leadership, because when you can circle yourself around and have that kind of love with people and be able to take whatever somebody gave you, you know what I'm saying? No, no matter if you've done something that ain't right or or somebody's trying to, you know, I don't mind being put back in place because when you put me back me in place, it helps me grow. 
No, Reverend Carpenter, um, I just want to add something to that. What, what God did with me was he put me around some bad leadership, and he put Amen. me around good leadership. And every time somebody would make an error, I wouldn't judge them, but that small, still voice would, would show up and say, that's what I don't want you to do. Go mm-hmm. ahead now. All right. Go ahead now. I'll be ready to tell you that. Always bring somebody else around to show me the right way. Amen. But but you always have to remain humble and not criticize anybody um, or point the finger, because any time you point the finger, you got three pointing back at you. Amen. Mm -hmm. And back to that sermon you did about shutting up, sometimes you got to keep your mouth shut. Shut, yeah. And and Amen. just observe and let God minister to you. Amen. Now, what act to take or what you should be saying or what you shouldn't be saying. Amen. Amen. But we all oh. we all do that. So, but I, I just wanted to share that with you. Amen. Thank you. And and he said one of the one of the things I want everybody to grab on. I want y'all to grab. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yes. Pastor. So Reverend Carpenter phone blanked out or something? Yes. Rain. He normally has to be back in the He'll be back online. He's just changing phone. Oh, all right. Knocked out. All right. Can y'all hear me? Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Um, I didn't, can y'all hear me now? Yes, we can. Okay. Okay. Again, I want y'all to embrace what when Pastor Swain said because I was going to say that same thing to him because God used to do that to me. I want y'all to embrace. Sometimes God will send you someplace and you'll wonder why you're there because God wants you to learn something while you're there. He may, send you under, he may send you under a ministry, and you'll be wondering and looking at this ministry and say, oh, I don't like this man, I don't like those. But God is sending you there to learn something because he's got something for you to do, and this is what he don't want you to be like. Amen. That's right. You know, and sometimes you won't, you know, a lot of us will run away from where God sent us. You know what I'm saying? I told a pastor one time, he said, man, you, 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 you run around here and the word, the word, the word. And you're going to give me the word. I said, that's right. He said, man, there was something you said that I was about ready to stop my ushers from, I mean, my deacons from letting you in the church and everything. And the man yelled at me inside the sanctuary and everything. And I was up under him. And I told him one thing. I said, you might have stopped me from coming to church, but God assigned me to come in. Until he told me to leave, I'll sit right out there and listen to your sermon. 
Mm-hmm. I, said, right. I don't care if it's rain or whatever. I ain't leaving where God told me to go. See, so many of us are leaving somewhere because something we don't like and, and God ain't told you to go. But I know one thing. When I stay and when God tells me to leave, I walk in my blessings when I leave. A lot of y'all have left places for different reasons of being mad at people or upset with people, and y'all left your blessings. Amen. 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 I'm telling you the truth. And if you don't believe me, go and read. Go and read about David when David left left the ark at Obenita's house because he got mad at God because God killed one of his men. And when he went back up to to uh, uh, Jerusalem, he was in there and nothing was going right. And he couldn't wonder why. And then, he, then the men would come and tell him how blessed Open Eden was. And he had to go back to get his blessing because he wasn't supposed to leave it there. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Don't, don't get mad and leave a place for the people. I'm telling you, don't get mad. I don't care if you're on a ministry line or whatever you want. If something happened and something happened with you, don't worry about it. You know, you can't, I found out, people got mad with me, left the line, whatever. But it wasn't about me. They said, if God sent you, you should have stayed on the line got, until God told you to leave. Because it ain't about Amen. me. And I ain't going to leave. I'll never leave a ministry line that I'm connected because of one person. Amen. Because it ain't about them. I ain't going to leave a church because of one person. Ain't no, I ain't going to let one person drive me from nowhere where God told me to be. And I, I'm saying that with Deborah and the rest of don't let, Don't let nobody ever stir you from being in a place that God told you to be because of what somebody said or did to you. It ain't about them. It's about you and God. And, you know, a lot of times when God tells us to do things, he, he lets us know when we got to do things, but a lot of times it's not the season for us to do it then. We have to wait on God to tell us, okay, now it's time to do it. Right. Amen. 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 That's true. That's true. That's true. Let me go on to number 12. It says, the night is far spent and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let me read it in another version. The night is far spent and the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. That's powerful in itself because we need to be, you know, you know, when we were in the world, we were, we were under the eyes of God, and, and I hate preachers when they preach, and I don't take, see, I don't put certain shoes on. But when we were in the world, we were nothing in the eyesight of God but filthy rags, filthy, dirty rags. But it was through him that we pulled the rags off, and when we got Jesus, we got the shining light. Somebody say amen, because that's the truth. Amen. We were once, we were once filthy. But you know what? Amen. When we became, that's why that song we used to sing as little kids, Let Your Little Light Shine. Now you became the light of the world, where when you were not in the kingdom, you were in darkness. You know, as as you as I'm reading that and and, and you're speaking, you're absolutely right. But uh, 
my spirit, um, it, it's also saying that we should be ready Amen. of God. Because he's coming soon and he's telling us to put on the armor of light. So we got to be ready uh, for the return of the Lord. And that that's a worry that Amen. I have for a lot of churches uh, today. And a lot of saints that they're not they're not ready. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, <clears throat> I'm swaying so light because at the beginning is is where he's talking about. And it says the night is far spent and the day is at hand. And we we yes. need to we need to know one thing that we need to stop wasting time. And I, I I'm walking with him because the day is at hand. And let me tell you something. Woo, this this gonna really mess y'all up. I, I I very recently shared this, but God is letting allowing me to share it now. That when it says that the day is at hand, we don't know what day Jesus is gonna come call us because the Bible says he shall come as a thief in the night. Amen. You don't know Amen. when your day's gonna come. You know, everybody's always waiting for the when he come on the throne and and, and, and you know, these are the last days. These are your last days because you don't know when your day is going to come that he's going to come to take you home. Yeah, that's right. Amen. You know? Amen. Amen. You know, and, and everybody's waiting for a great day. You know what I'm saying? Your great day may come tomorrow morning. That's right. That's right. We don't know, but we need to be prepared. Thank you, uh, uh, Reverend Swain. We need to be prepared because we don't know the hour, the day, or the time. For no man knows when Amen. he When God showed me that one day, and I kept, I kept hearing him some things from when I was a kid. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. We're we in the last evil days. And I just say, golly, they've been saying that since I was, golly, old enough to really go to church. And he ain't come yet. And then God woke me up one day. He said, they keep talking about the resurrection day, but they but they ain't talking about we need to be ready for when your day may come. Mm. Mm. We don't know we don't know the time of the hour that our day may come. Yeah, speak it. Two things about when Jesus gets ready to come. There's a whole lot of signs and wonders and things that got to occur before He get here. There's a tribulation that got to come. There's a whole lot of stuff that's got to come before He comes. Yeah. And, and the Bible tells us we don't even need to be paying attention. We need to be paying attention about having ourselves right for when he do come. That's right. Amen. Because we don't know what hour he may come and get us. The, the Bible says that he shall come as a thief in the night. When I read that part, I said, God, he can come at any time, any hour. Whenever we into, if he come, that's it. We have to really look at that. Um, a question on that, um, Reverend Carpenter. Uh huh. Does Matthew? I haven't. I um, haven't turned to it yet. Matthew twenty-fourth chapter thirty thirty-one verses says. Let me turn to that. Just, you said thirty-one. Matthew um twenty-fourth chapter thirty thirty-one. Matthew chapter twenty. Wait a minute. Matthew chapter twenty-four. 
Yes, 30 and 31 verse. Okay, I'm right here. And it says, and then shall appear on the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the trials of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angel with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one wind, from one end of heaven to the other. Amen. 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 And this, this, and we thank you for that. This is what this is what we've always been told. You know, we've been waiting for, but. Just like it says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the power of heaven will be shaken. Then the signs of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on a cloud. And they they have had us looking, preparing for that, and then... Like I said, and we thank you for that, Isaiah, to this, that we had to wait, that God woke me up to, to let me know one thing, that no man knows the time, the hour that he may come. And he made me start thinking about that watching my mama pass away, my daddy pass away. Mm-hmm. They wasn't here to see that, but they needed to be ready for when they got ready to go. My my, my daddy was 100-something years old because he was 30 years older than my mother when he married her. And my father was a Catholic. But before he died, I got him to accept Jesus Christ, and he was a saved Catholic. He read his Bible all the way going into his hundreds, okay? And he died a saved man, accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You know what I'm saying? And one thing that my heart was enjoyed about that I knew my father was with Jesus because Amen. he did what the word said that he needed to do. Amen. See what I'm saying? Amen. And, I, and, and God put me there to prepare him and get him right for when he got, when he came, when, by the time Jesus got ready to come get him, my father was right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And, and and what I'm saying is that that's why all of us from the committee to this line to every line that we are joining on for seven days a week, that we're in the word of God, and that if he come tonight or tomorrow, he ain't going to come on somebody that ain't been in his word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. If you don't think you're ready, you're ready. <laughs> I'll put it like that because you're not going to bed without the word of God in you. <clears throat> a lot of you may not <clears throat> excuse me. A lot of you may not do what I do, but I'm 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 on that line at six o'clock and I come over and do my ministry and then I get in my bed and I'm still doing some more stuff. But I'm what I'm saying is that when he do come you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can't say I didn't do the best that I could do to be ready for him when he came. Amen. 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 And ain't nobody around you when they if they hear about your pastor, they're gonna say, Well, you know what? Such and such was on the line all the time. They was in the word of God. And and they just gonna take it 
by the lifestyle that you live with them that you were God. Because one thing about it, they know that you was on that line and the word was being poured in you, and you was getting the word seven days a week, 365 days out of the year. <laughs> yes. That's why I tell you, don't let nobody, don't let nobody make you leave where God puts you. Because if God puts you somewhere, He did it for a reason and a purpose. You just don't yeah, end up on phone ministry lines. You have something you want to say, Pastor? Well, I was just gonna, gonna piggyback on what you said about uh-huh. not leaving. God sent you. I, God made me stay out of church for for four years. And, um, I mean, I had to endure, uh, you know, racial slurs and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. teaching me something, like uh, Reverend Carpenter said before. He was teaching me patience. He was Mm -hmm. teaching me endurance. He was teaching me forgiveness. Mm -hmm. God has a purpose for for our lives. And when he sends us somewhere, if the situation uh, looks like some kind of battlefield and it's a church, you you got to believe that, okay, God, I know you got me here for a reason. Mm. And then you have, uh, you have to start looking for that reason. Um, because, like I said, it might be he might be trying to teach you patience. Amen. He might be trying to mm-hmm. teach you endurance. He might be trying to teach you love. He might be trying to teach you uh, forgiveness. And um, like Reverend Carpenter was saying before, about putting on putting on Christ, if you think about it, those are the things, and that is how that's how Christ walked. He was in those things. He was able to forgive. He was able to endure. He was able to persevere. And those are the things that we need to learn how to do. Because believe me, the, the 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 natural man wanted to rise up, but the spiritual man held him down, and I realized that God was showing me something. Amen. And then when he, and and the thing about it is when God released me from that place, I I remember it plain as day. I got up, I was was preaching. Amen. And I heard God say, I'm going to break you. (laughs) Most people would say, oh, you're going to break me. My goodness, oh, my goodness. But he let me know that he was putting me back on the potter's wheel and he was going to make me stronger. Mm-hmm. So he confounded me. He shut my mouth. The following week when I came back to preach again, I was a whole different person. Mm. And then he released me. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, I don't know if that's a situation or, or, or what have you, but just start looking for uh, for the signs of what God is trying to do for you. Because he's trying to do something. Amen. Whether it be strengthening or uh, uh, he's, he's doing something. I just, just popped it in my mind as you were speaking, Reverend Carpenter. I didn't mean to take so long. That's all right. That's all right. We, we, man, we want to hear what God got to say. All right. <laughs> Amen. Also to add, God, speaks, God speaks to all of us. Go ahead. Someone else? Amen. Yes. Um, I sort of add, Reverend Strain was just now saying, um, that too is, had a situation like myself. But it was a, um, a job employment, and um, I, when I was doing private duty, and um, at this point in time, I wasn't working, and I didn't have no kind of notion to go to work. And uh, this young lady called me and said she had this patient for me, 
And I wanted to say no, but I didn't want to take the patient because I wasn't ready to go to work. But all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit told me to say yes. So I, I, I took the patient, and I, when I took the patient, she was an all-timers woman. And she was an older woman. She was in her 80s. And the previous um, caretakers, she had put them through the ringer. Um, all mm. of them had hate to deal with her. Nobody liked her. She could never keep no caretaker. So um, I went in the house, and every day I went in the house, and, you know, I prayed, and, Lord, go with me. And me and God went in the house, and every day as I'm getting her dressed, I would sing gospel and talk about God and praising God. And every day it was the same thing. And while I'm watching her, we put, I'm, I'm singing gospel songs, and she listening. The first couple of days she never reacted. But then all of a sudden I started noticing her feet patting. And I kept singing and I kept praising God. And on March the 10th, two years ago, I'll, I'll never forget it, my mother's birthday, and I'm in the bathroom and I'm singing. And all of a sudden she just jumped up and she said, amen, amen. <laughs> she said, Lord, save me right now. Save me, Lord. And I looked at her, and she sat back down, and I called her name, and I said, do you, do you understand me? And she mm. shook her head, and she said, yes. I said, you know who God is? I said, you know God? She said, yes. I said, who is God? She said, my everything. I said, amen. I said, you ready to give your life back to God? She said, yes. And mm-hmm. as I began to recite the sinner's prayer to her, she repeated every word that I said. And then after she said it, she said, amen. I said, amen. She said, amen. 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 Thank you, Lord, for saving me. And when she started praising God, the tears just rolled down my eyes. And the Lord let me know that that was my purpose for being there. Mm-hmm. And, and I began to praise God so and I began to praise in God. I began to praise in God. I began to praise in God. So, and let me tell you, after how much longer, I began to praise in God. So, and it was, and as I was in the house and I praised God and, and I kept that lifestyle going. And it mm. wasn't until she, I, I started taking her with me to church. And I started, you know, just keeping her in my presence. And this woman, this woman, haven't been to church in years because then all of a sudden, come to find out, she was a Jehovah Witness. Mm. And not only did she give her life back to God, when I was taking her to church, this woman would get up and praise God. The people in the church didn't even know this woman had Alzheimer's because this woman praised God when she got inside the church. And all of a sudden, a couple of months later, her son gave his life to God. Amen. So yeah. I blessed God, I blessed God for that. I said, you know, what? I said, so my thing was, I said, if I had not been obedient to the voice of God and not taken that, that was two souls that had given their life back to God. Mm. Mm. Amen. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. what obedience that's what obedience is all about. Amen. You got to understand that, that we are farmers, and farmers plant seeds. Amen. And when you plant a seed, you're going to see a harvest. Because the Bible says that one plants, another one waters, and God gives the increase. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if y'all saw what I just heard. I, I heard it, and I saw it. And I saw where God gave 
not only did she plant the seed and, and, and the watering, but I saw an increase because two souls got saved out of one family. Amen. <laughs> the mama and the son. <laughs> and, and, the, and the blessing of it is, and don't you know that Woo! since I, and don't you know, both of them done going home with the Lord. Both of them. Amen. Hey, that's right. The mother and the son both died. Oh, Lord. And, and, and see, that's what I, you know, you know and, and, and I'm quite sure uh, uh, the rest of you in leadership, uh, uh, Reverend Swain and even evangelists, one thing about it, that's why we got to do what God tells us to do something. We got to do it because if we don't do it, we may mess up somebody's life that could have walked in salvation but died and, and went to hell. You know what I'm saying? When God tells you to do something, you need to run and go do it because you're putting that person's life in jeopardy by you hesitating. Yeah. I'm telling you. You heard what she just, the, the sister just said. One thing about it, she did it, they both died, and now they're with Jesus. And, and and the thing about it, they had the opportunity to make a choice to either stay where they were at or come over and be with him. And they came over and got with Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Hallelujah. That's why we have to move. You know what I'm saying? We, I mean, when God tells us to move, we got to move. In the 13th verse. And this is about really putting on Jesus. It says, let us walk honestly as in the day. You know, that, that, I, I just want to stop there because we need to be honest with each other. No matter if it's going to hurt, no matter what it's going to do, we as Christians, we need to be honest. But we need to be honest with love. Hello? Hello? Y'all missed it. I'm sorry. I'll walk on that mm-hmm. side of the room. But we need, to be, we need to be honest, and we need to be honest with love to one another. You know, it, it is so hard that we need to be truthful with each other, no matter if it may hurt, but we need to be able to make it hurt with love. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because the Bible says if you got to all with your brother or sister, you need to go straighten it out before you give your gift. You can't give nothing to God until you straighten that thing out. And you need to be able to come and be honest with a person about whatever's going on or whatever you're feeling or what's going on because when we're honest with each other, we don't have to worry about no lies taking place. Because I, I watch in the church. I watch people tell people, yeah, I, you know, oh, yeah, you're still beautiful. Oh, you look good today. And as soon as she walks away, look at that. She got on that family dollar dress coming here looking like she's all cute. You know what I'm saying? But they made her feel good. Oh, yeah, they weren't honest with her. Why didn't y'all just tell her? You need to stop wearing those family dollar dresses, and we're going to take you down there and get you something real sharp. But y'all wait till she walk away to talk about it. That ain't being honest. Y'all, let y'all laugh, and y'all know what I'm talking about. And the people in the church, and they're talking about the preacher. 
don't understand. <laughs> you know, um, Reverend Carver, the only thing I'm saying, family dollar, what, I mean, clothes, you know, I've been, I, when I was younger in, in, in the rural, yes, I used to um, say that those type of stuff that, you know, she got that from Family Dollar or Dollar, uh, 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 another cheap store, Allies or whatever. It was Allies back in the day. Uh-huh. But um, even now, I don't care for dresses from uh, outfitters from Family Dollar or Dollar Tree or whatever. Um, as long as people got the love of Jesus inside of them and you could see that on the outside, I don't look at whatever outfit that they have on and stuff. I'm just laughing because of how they said it. But... I don't, I'm not, maybe it's because I was both in maturity, you grow from that, but I really don't look at people outfits, I look at the, um, how they, the glow is on their face, how they, the love of Christ is on them, or whatever, but um, yes, back when I was in the world, um, I did look at the outfit and used to call it cheap, and things Amen. like that, that was when I was in the world, but now uh, it does, I don't even know where people clothes come from, whether Family Dollar Dollar General because they have some nice outfit anyway. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I just used that though. But yeah, I, you know, know I, I was really just trying to deal with honesty. And I you yeah. know, it, it it is something that a lot of us in the body of Christ have to take on that spirit of honesty because that's how Jesus was. Jesus was honest with people. You know, when they when they was up in his father's house. And they were selling stuff and making it, and it was a dinner feast. He was honest with them. He didn't walk by and just look at it. He went up in there. You know what I'm saying? We need to be able to be very forward with each other and be able to understand each other and somebody being forward with you. You know? Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, that's how I look and when it says honesty, that we need to be honest with each other on, you know, if I don't like you, then I don't like you. That's it. If I like you, I like you. You know what I'm saying? And you got a lot of people in, 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 inside the body of Christ that deceive people with a false honesty or, or a false relationship that they really, when they're away from them, they talk about them like they dog. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was listening to to uh, 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 Reverend Swain when he gave his testimony, and he was talking about that, that at least God prepared him that people would be talking about him. And the same people that talk about you, you got to understand, you just like Jesus, because the same people that when he rode the donkey that laid out palms for him were the same people that was there when they made the choice between him and Barabbas. They were the same people yelling, and they said, who do you want, Barabbas? Or do you want Jesus? And they all yelled for Barabbas because the Pharisees were paying them money, but they still. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the old Joey's made a song. They're smiling in your face, and all the time they're trying to take your place. And we have to understand. Amen. We Amen. have to understand that God wants us to be honest with each other. He wants us to walk in honesty. He goes on to say, and not in rioting. And let me tell you about rioting. Rioting is being that old, because you know how you go to church and you act the fool, them people that act the fool? That's rioting, acting crazy. 
We don't need to go nowhere. You don't need to go red lobsters. You don't need to, you you don't need to go out nowhere in public and act a fool because everybody that know you a Christian and say, look at that old crazy Christian right there. Mm-hmm. You got to understand when we walk. And we say who we are. We walk with a magnifying glass on your back. As soon as you, as soon as you got saved, you got a magnifying glass. That's right. Amen. Okay? And everybody's watching you, and they're just trying to watch you step off, mm-hmm. step out, get crazy, or act a fool, and they're going to talk about you. Amen. And the first thing them unbelieving people say, look at them. They ain't no, she ain't no different. He ain't no different than we are. Look at them. I act a fool. They act a fool. And we have to understand that. There are certain characteristics that we need to really take in of Christ Jesus that will um, prevent us from displaying them old characteristics. That means you ain't got to bite your tongue because you used to cuss people out. I tell you what, it's so bad. It's so bad that... I have family members that I'll say shoot and they swear. Listen, uh, Uncle Dave curse, Uncle Dave curse. I, I, I thought you said Uncle Dave don't curse. Yeah, I, I said shoot. And they want to take shoot and make it into what they want to make it in. People will do that to you. I know some of y'all on the line that had that happen. Amen. That they Amen. got to take a word you said or the way you act yep. and make it an ungodly act. And, and it wasn't. It wasn't. That's true. You know? And we have to we have to always be conscious. I'm always conscious. Just when I get around family. Um drunkenness. Drunkenness. And we we gotta watch ourselves. You know what I'm saying? I, I always tell the story where I, I don't even I don't even go to no family functions or nothing. I bring my own drink. <laughs> <laughs> I bring my own drink. You know what I'm saying? So I, I you know what? You know what? And I told the story. I went to, to a family uh, Masonic ball and all like that, and they spiked the punch. And I, ended up, and I ended up drinking this punch, and it tasted good to me. And next thing you know, I'm drunk. I got communion on Sunday. I couldn't do communion. I had to, be com- I had to confess to the church that why I wasn't taking communion because I, 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 I didn't do it intentionally. But I got, I got drunk last night drinking 10, 10 cups of spiked punch. Uh-uh. I bring my own drink. I don't drink. I don't even drink nothing at the church. I don't even trust the church no more. <laughs> I like that. I'm telling you. I, I, I just don't. I, you know, I'm just joking about the church, but I don't, I don't drink nothing from the church either. But I just don't drink nothing no more because after that happened to me, I never want to put myself in that place again. Position again. You know, I don't know, you know, if I go to family functions and we have to watch out for them, you know, family functions sometimes. 
we have to watch out. And the thing about it, also as us being children of God, we know how we have to know how to conduct ourselves at family functions and and especially at family reunions. You know what I'm saying? See, I know when it starts getting dark, it's time for me to leave. I ain't nobody say amen. But I'm going to tell you why. Why Why I know it's time for me to leave? Because I know everybody that drinks is going to start getting they, they gonna start getting their they drink on right now. They're going to start partying. They're going to start this and that. Now, they, they respected me while it was daylight. <laughs> but once people get drunk, they ain't got no respect no matter who you are when they get drunk. Amen. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And I don't need to be, I, I, I'm just conscientious that, you know, that I'm a day walker and not a night walker no more. I don't mind hanging out with them and stuff, but when it's time for me to go, see you. You know what I'm saying? Because I got to worry about how I'm betrayed in the midst of any feast or festival or whatever. And I'm going to read it to you because it also talks about it in, in, in the Bible, that we have to be conscious that who we are as we walk in the character of putting on, on Christ. And, when I, you know, when I really look at the Bible, I don't see too much stuff that Jesus did at night with a bunch of people. Have you all ever read, when you all been reading, have you all, everything that I read looked like it took place in the daytime. Amen? Are y'all with me? Amen. You know, they, I mean, did y'all read the same thing? It not seem like, except for when he went to the Garden of Gethsemane and he took the three disciples with him and they went up there and prayed, and that was nighttime. But other than that, it never talked about And then when he walked on the water and, 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 and Peter came and walked with him, that was at night. But it didn't talk about him dealing with people too much at night. I don't know. Well, I do. Well, I do know. Um, at my sister um function this weekend, um, my um niece graduation. Both um Friday and Saturday night, um, the Saturday, Saturday at her house and at the banquet, there were all so respectful people. I did not see any wine or anything whatsoever. Oh, I've been around a lot of people in the house, and everybody was just so respectful and. And, and no drunkenness. Nobody wasn't drinking anything out of the way. We just was having fun, talking and laughing about old times and stuff like that. And the kids was in there too as well. So it, it was a um, a lot of people, but it wasn't anybody that I see out of the way that was disrespectful, drinking wine or, or liquor or whatever. It just we, we were just all having fun. Yeah, and amen. That's the kind of places you want to go where people conduct yes. themselves and you can hang out. But the word, I want to read what the word warns us, and we thank God for that. In Evangelista, uh, that God has you sit in a place where you didn't have to rebuke no spirit and lay That's hands so on people. And, that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> And feed the blood of Jesus over people, so we thank God <laughs> that you thank were able you. to go and enjoy yourself. And I know that. 
I got people in my family. If it get when it get like that, they'll start laying hands and rebuking people, and it really turns out to something. And you know, and, um, and I and I was just in a wedding. I was just in a wedding a couple of weeks ago, uh-huh. and um, and it was uh, you know when they when they cause she called me, she was like, Nicky, listen, I really want you in my wedding. Get my childhood friend. I need you to be my matron of honor. But she said at the same time, she said everybody not saved. I respect. She said, we will give you, you know, she said, she said, you know, I'll never put you in that place that disrespect you. I said, I know you won't. So mm-hmm. my thing was during the ceremony, you know, they had their little music and they did how they come down, come out, you know, with their little, you know, they dancing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I smile and I walk straight on out there, you know. And, it was, you know, my thing was, when it was my time to come out, I walk right on out there and I smile. And, you know, and they came out there dancing or whatever. And, you know, my thing was, I didn't feel no type of way about it because God knows my heart, you know, Amen. and God knows me. Mm-hmm. I was not, I was not there shaking my behind and dropping this like the head of the jungle, like a heart of all that mess. No, 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 you know. But my thing was, I walked straight on out there, and then when time for us to give her, give our tote, you know, they all had their glasses of wine, and she was like, "Okay, where's Millie's glass of um tea?" You know, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, you know what? I respect that. You know, so Amen. my thing is, you know, it is how you carry yourself. That's you know, right. it, it is how you carry yourself in the respect. But, you know, at the same time, and just like I was telling my sister today, you know, um, we were talking about the, the youth and how the kids are. And, you know, yes, your kids are going to be one way in front of you, but when the minute you turn your back, you know, kids going to be another way. But they're going to know i got to give my, my parents respect, you know. So, you know, um, one of the older women had told me, she was like, well, I know you know how raising your kids to do this, that, and the third. I said, no, I don't raise my kids to be drinking, smoking, you know, um, having, you know, fornication. I, no, I'm not raising my kids to do that. But, but by the society, the way it is today, you know, the minute they get behind your back, that's what they offering the kids. And, you know, all I can do is, teach my kids God and tell my kids about God, but the minute they turn my back, you know what I'm saying? I can't tell you what they're doing. Amen. So, and I told her, I said, all I can do is to steal into them what does says the Lord, but the minute they get, they got to be, they, they got to make that choice. So, you know, it's, all you can do is just pray and trust in God because at the end of the day, you know, this world today, they're going to paint their picture the way they choose for it to be picked. But just so my grandma always say, just don't let it be so. They can paint all the pictures they want to paint for you, but just don't let it be so. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 I, she covered so much right there. That That is so true. And when you come to think about it, when it comes to our kids, the word kids in the church are always the PK kids. And we got to understand, when we keep our kids in the word, they become... They can either become a good kid with the word, but when they, they're away from you, they're going to do what they want to do. It's true. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that people forget that we were once kids, too, once and our people had us in the word, Amen. and we still did what we wanted to do when they when their eyes wasn't on us. So mm-hmm. kids are going to be kids. I don't, I, don't, I don't get upset about that because my, when my kids did what they did, shoot. You know what I'm saying? I only can tell you how they are when they're with me. That's how they're going to act around me. Now, when they get away from me, they're going to be who they are. I, I can't. Yes, I have no control over that. So don't look at me. You know what I'm saying? 
can, I can be at my family reunion and I can watch them um, dance on the family. I'm not going to get up and leave because I'm not holding them down to each his own. That's right. But Amen. I'm going to watch them okay. dance because you know what? I was once there too. I was doing that That's dance. The same God that saved me. And one day, the only thing I can do is pray while they're dancing and pray that God saved them like how he did me because I was mm-hmm. used to them bumping and grinding and doing those dances back then too as well. That's right. Well, well, I, I'm, I'm like this, and when it comes to, to, to the dancing and stuff, I'm a dance. If I feel like dancing, I'm a dance. Because <laughs> you know one thing, one one thing about it, God didn't tell me not to go have me a good time. And believe me, when I, if I go out with my family or I go out to a little, little jazz or to hear some jazz or something, and people, I'm a dance. I just know how to dance respectfully. That's all. I can have me a good time and, and be respectful and, and leave and be the same man that I entered there with as the same man I go out that door. Because like the like the woman of God said, God knows my heart. Mm-hmm. He knows my heart. I ain't, I ain't worried about what nobody else say. Some people say it's a sin to dance and listen to this kind of music. Well, that's a sin for you. I'm not going to get caught up in that crazy. I, That's I, I, right. I, tell, That's right. I tell the story. I tell the story about my my god sister and her husband. They're the pastors of their own church. And I tell you, one day I'm sitting there, and they're gonna tell me. They said uh, they listen to Christian music when they making love in the bedroom. And I told them that's good for them because I'm not gonna listen to them. I'm gonna listen to Luther Vandross. I'm gonna listen to the Manhattans or somebody else. And they said, no, you can't listen to that kind of music. I said, well, I know I can't listen to Jesus because I, be, I won't be making no love to no woman. I'll be shouting and praising God. <laughs> well, that was just a, that was my thing with them. But I'm saying, I'm just saying, I don't have, you know what I'm saying, because I'm not going to let nothing affect me to that point that's going to take me out of who I am in Christ Jesus. And I, I just respect everybody's boundaries and what they do. But um, it's a scripture. I can't go to it now, but it's a scripture that says that um, you can dance as long as you, you don't tempt, uh, uh, tight, or try to tempt someone with your body and stuff like Amen. that. Amen. There's a scripture in there that says that. Amen. And that's true. And see, that's, and see, that's, and see, I feel like that's why a lot of a lot of sinners right now won't get saved because of those holier than thou Christians. Right, exactly. And my thing is, they so religious. They so religious. So they take. They make. They make Christianity seem so boring and uptight. And you got to be this way. You got to be that way. You got to dress this way. You got to dress that way. You got to act this way. You got to act that way. But my thing is, you take me to the Word of God where it tells me that I have to do this and I have to do it like that and I have to do this like that. God is of love. God is of fun. God is not a God of uh, That's fun. Right. I mean, yes, he's serious about what he do, but my thing is he's of love and he's of fun. You know, you can have just as much of fun being in Christ than you be in the world. And just Amen. Like, I, I remember, I remember um, one, one day I heard um, T.D. Jakes. He was preaching his sermon one time, and he said that when he was in the world, 
He said he can't stand for people to get up to testify, and they said, I thank the Lord for saving me from a miserable life of sin. He said, and he said, I can't say that. He said, because every part of me was in agreement when I was in the world. He said, I was in agreement with my body. My body was in agreement with my paycheck and everything. He said, Friday, I'll be the happiest man waking up in my bed on Friday. Because he said, that was payday and it was partay. He said, I made sure that when I got my paycheck, I, he had enough money to do what he had to do because he know that night he was going to party and he was going to dance the night away and drink the night away. And he said he had enjoyed doing it. He said, but then what happened was he said when God came and started calling him into ministry, he said he told God, God, you got you got to show me something that I want to keep because I'm, I'm having a ball over here. I'm having fun over here. And he said, he told God, God, show me. You got to show me, you know, why I'm giving up what I'm giving up to serve you. And, you know, he said when God started showing him, that's when he said, well, it's not how, you know, the church people portray it to be. Serving mm-hmm. God is fun. Serving right. God exactly. is you have, you have just as much of Amen. joy serving God. But the religious folks got so much of you, you can't do this, you can't mm-hmm. do that, you can't this, you can't that. And that's, what, that's why a lot of sinners today won't get saved. Right. Yes. Right. Because they got too much restriction. Amen. Amen. And you're so right, my sister. One thing is that's because those are the religious people, and we don't live in religion. Amen. And that's what we have to promote. We have to speak and preach to people because the religious people in the Bible were the, were the Sadducees and the Sadducees, and we're not them. And Amen. We don't live according to. We don't live according to. Religion. I don't live according to to laws. That's right. I don't either. Because God, when Jesus died, He said it was the end of the law. The law was finished. I don't live according to the law, but I live according to grace and mercy. And if I live in God's grace, then there's joy in the grace of God. There's not. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh-uh. uh. I ain't. I ain't got. I don't have to live the way that you try to say I I gotta live because you're religious. You live. You be religious. You be bored, and I'm going to have fun and still go to heaven. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to have fun, and I'm still going to go to heaven. And the woman of God is right. We, I mean, it's just something that we need to all start speaking out and let not young people know, listen, uh-uh, uh-uh. Those, God don't have all these six guidelines. All you got to do is be a child of God when you go out and miss it wherever you be. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Pastor Coppiner, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed the lesson, Amen. but I really have to go because I have to do something that's getting late. Amen. Okay. So God Amen. bless okay. everyone. God bless everyone. God bless you. Good night. Good night. Let me go on until so we can finish up. We're on the last one. And it says chambers. Well, let me read the, the other one because it is getting late. It says, uh, drunken Festivals generally accompanied with the kinds of unclean singing and abominable sexual acts. So, you know, we always got to watch that. <clears throat> like the sister said, let them, let them give me my ice, let them, let them give me my iced tea while everybody else is drinking what they're drinking. Mm-hmm. Because as long as I don't become a partaker, I don't have to worry about getting caught up in other stuff that goes on. Because I don't care who we are, we start drinking, we become somebody else. Amen. Um, 
The next one was tamer. And this is what it means by the word tamer. It means homongers, prostitutes, and all kinds of uncleanness. <clears throat> and we have to, we don't need to tangle ourselves with them kind of people. Unless it's for ministry. You know what I'm saying? You can't run around and want to hang out because that's your old girl, but she's she, she's a, she's a, she's a prostitute, and that's your old friend. That that can't be your hangout partner. Now you can minister to her and do that, but she can't be your hangout partner. That's like me. I'm a man. I can't hang out with a bunch of men that are homemongers. You know, I can minister to them, but I can't hang out with them because eventually, the more I hang out with them, I got to fight against that spirit. And that spirit may overtake me. Mm-hmm. We always got to watch out for the for the spirits that become amongst. Uh, you know, I I heard a friend of mine one day. He was on the same radio station in Kingston, North Carolina. <laughs> he was on there, and he ran, and he got saved. And he said that he ran and told his uncle, "Yeah, I just got saved from um, Jump and Run Church down in uh, Kingston." And uh, he said, I, I'm sitting there looking at him saying, he said, oh, when I just got saved, I ran and told my uncle, I just got saved. He said that I could run up in a strip joint and come back out and I'd be all right. And his, and his uncle said, you need to stop lying. <laughs> and and <laughs> had me laughing and down on the floor because what we think we can do sometimes, that, that if we run up in a place, and them, all those spirits are there. We ain't going to come out the same way we, we ran in there. And if we hang out with a bunch of people of a whole lot of different spirits other than the spirit that we walk in, you can believe this. After a while, one of them spirits is going to overcome you. Mm-hmm. So we have to be, we, we have, we have to be mindful of who we run with, who we hang with, and things like that. It goes on to say um, wandering. And what it meant there, what it meant there in wandering is the manner of uncleanness and sexual perversion, lexiviousness, and filthiness. Yeah, we don't need to be filthy. And see, we can be filthy not only in the way we look, but we can have a filthy mouth. There's some people in the church that that still got filthy mouths. And it says not strife and envy. And we truly don't need to be walking with no strife and envy. These are the things that we take off us as we put on as we put on Christ. And that's what we have to understand. It goes on to say, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not not perversion for the flesh to fulfill the lust of thereof. Woo! To be clothed with a person is a Greek significant to take up on one the interest of another, to enter into his view and be wooed on his side 
imitating him in all things. And that's why I said, put up on you the whole, we need to, we need to be the imitation of, we need to imitate Jesus in our lives. We need to walk with him. We need to be him. We need, we need to walk in the desire of doing all that he did while he was here. Amen? I'm telling you, we need, that's where we need to be. And it says, make no perversions for the flesh to fill the lust of the flesh. If the Bible tells us that the spirit is, does the things of the spirit and the flesh does the things of the flesh. And if you do the things of the flesh, you shall reap the rewards of the flesh. So we need to be able to do the things of Christ Jesus. Amen, amen. I don't know how many people are still here, but amen. thank everybody for joining us. We ask any, uh, we're going to go around, anyone that just want to step forward and tell us what they got out of this lesson tonight from when they came in at or those that were here with us from the beginning. Amen. This is Evangelist Waterman. I thank God for um, being on this line tonight. I bless God for what all God has done. I got in. I think me and Reverend Swain they all came on about the same time um, on the call, on the call. But I bless God because you know um, a part of you know a lot of times you have to you try to you try to paint a picture because the people you know people like we were saying earlier religious people try to paint a picture of how things are supposed to be and a lot of times in the churches that you attend. They too have some kind, so so many guidelines of how they want you to be, what they want you to preach, or how they want you to act in certain way. But I bless God for you know um, all that God has done, and God does everything Amen. for a reason. Nothing happens out of just happening. God allows everything to happen for a reason, and I bless God for these conference calls from Real Talk One Hundred One to your Bible study because I'm I'm sitting in um, several of them. And I bless God for all of these because it allowed me not only to apply it to my teaching and my preaching, but it allowed me to apply it to my life. And I bless God for it because now it all falls back. God is love. And, you know, where where man so quickly to judge, you know, God, God knows you. And most of all, God knows you, but God knows what you was about. So where man tries to um, think how you are, God already know you. So I bless God because not only have this have been a blessing unto me, but it has been a blessing to my family. And, you know, my kids, they enjoy coming in because the last time you teach, you saw how all of them had so much to say. You know, yeah. because they, they all, all of us have taken in so much, and we bless God for it. So, man of God, continue. Continue to let God use you and do a, a perfect work in you. Amen. Thank you. I, I, I want to just elaborate real quick on one thing she said. Know this. Don't let people set guidelines in ministry for you that, that God didn't set. And what I mean by that, I've been there. I, I went all the way to Detroit and went for a men's uh, three-day revival and three different preachers, and then they want to tell me when I get there what I got to preach, and God had gave me a message to preach, and I wrestled with what I was going to do, and I was obedient to God, and I got up there, and I started preaching with God, and they started looking at me, but they were joyed after, after the word of God went forth because 22 people joined their church that night and 15 people gave their life to Christ. 
I'm Amen. telling you, when you be obedient to what God tells you, not what man wants you to do, God will show that Amen. man that he's in charge. Oh, yes, he will. Amen. Amen. I Amen. want you to understand that. Yes, I don't let will. nobody no more let me wrestle with what God wants me to do. Whatever Amen. God says do, that's what I do. You don't want it, just put me out to church, because when you put me out, you're putting God out too. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So I just wanted I to share that, and we thank you. I agree. I, I understand when we all go to different churches, we are held up on the different guidelines. I would have right. been here earlier. We talked about that in the beginning, about the rulers and the um, different, you know, the different laws that each church lays down. And you could be in the same denomination. You could be in the a Baptist church and go to another Baptist church and the laws are different for each church. That's right. Amen. I've seen it. I've seen it. like that. Uh, anyone else wants to uh, make a comment on what they got tonight? All right, Easter Williams. <laughs> you know I ain't going to, you know, you know nobody else going to say nothing after a while. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> I know, I, oh, yes, I know you by now. <laughs> well, what I got out of the lesson is, um, you know, we have a, a love, love, L-O-V-E, because as I stated early on in my phone ministry line, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite, and I don't want to be one that say, um, don't dislike people because God's word is love the person but hate the sin. Um, we have no place to put people anyway. That's out of our control. We got to get ourselves straight now. And and God's word is all about love. We have to love people regardless. Um, and I'm glad you said that tonight. That one statement that re- um in my heart right now, that um even though all of it was good, but you 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 said in your word, say if you're doing something wrong, come with the person with love. Come and talk Amen. with the person with love. Amen. And I like that. So, therefore, nobody get beyond um, God. No, um, no, none of us is not perfect. So, therefore, um, just just be, we have to be real because we don't know whether I will wake up in the morning. So, that's why I want my heart to be in the right place. Amen. Amen. Because I, I could be, um, I'll can wake up dead and, and, and gone, but I want at least I want my heart to be in the right place when I'm 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 leave, when I leave this world, and I want it to be with loving everybody, even though it's it's, it's hard. Actually, speak louder than words, but that's right. In, God, in Jesus' words, we have to love. We have to love regardless, and well, that's what I got blessing tonight. Um, Amen. Also, in Second Corinthians six seventeen, it says, "Wherefore came." You come out from among them that you speak about, spoke about. But we we cannot be among them. Be ye separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. We cannot we cannot be among the unclean things and say we are. Uh, That's right. Uh, what we That's are. right. That's right. But we just have to pray pray for them. It's still That's love. Right. Amen. 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 We thank you. We thank you for that advantage. I, I I tell you I tell you the thing about it. 
that God has shown us so much of our love because none of us is no greater. Listen, listen to this. This is, this is the most powerful thing that God taught me, and I'm hoping that some of y'all are embrace it. Because the thing is that one thing, we all fall short of the glory of God. So yes. If yes. he forgives me and my shortcomings, why can't I forgive you if you fall short of something that you that's coming between me and you? That I could forgive you from, and we could go right back to where we once was before. You know what I mean? Because there's got to be a place that I can't be upset with a person about something they did because God doesn't stay upset with me about what I did. And 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 you know what? And once once if God don't stay upset, He forgives me. Then He doesn't He doesn't turn His back on me. He doesn't act like I ain't there. But he embraces me with his love to walk into a new place. Come on, mm-hmm. y'all. Mm-hmm. And we should be able to Amen. do the same thing with each other that, that, okay, that was old. Because I believe whatever was done yesterday is yesterday. Today is a new day. The Bible tells me that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, said, he tells me that all I contend for, contend with is today. He said, yesterday was yesterday, and today I don't need to have no thought of until it comes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? So, you know, wherever I'm at with, he, with a person, and, 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 and I, I thank uh, Evangelist Williams for saying that, is the thing is that all we got to do is keep showing each other love. God will God take care of all that, that yes. stuff. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. Amen. You know, we got to love each other through it. God said uh, love covers much sin. Shoot, you know what, man? Shoot, all of us are still sinners in our own way, you know, the way we... And we look at it, we still committing sins here and there that we got to ask for forgiveness for. But it's his love that covers us in the midst of the sins we commit. Mm-hmm. Mm. I thank you for that. I, I just thank you. And anyone else? Anyone? How about you? Don't let me call on you down there, Pastor Jones. I hear you. Pastor Jones? Amen. Amen. <laughs> yes, sir. I like to hear your comments. <laughs> well, come from the beginning all the way through. Uh, then we have to stay at all times in the will of God outside the church and inside the church and obeying God's law. Amen. Uh, government, being governed by man's law, that we have to obey, and the way we obey him, by staying in the will of God, is what we were taught. And being in his will will help us. Therefore, when we uh, are approached by our law-abiding uh, citizens, we we will know how to act. And um, I, uh, as you was reading that, I went over to uh, the story of the midwives when they were commanded to kill all of the Hebrew children. But they couldn't do it because the Bible said we are always to obey him rather than man. 
But if we keep ourselves, as I said before, in his will, then that's what we we will be able to do. And knowing this will show the true love that we have for Christ. And then in turn, it will also show us how we love ourselves and our neighbors and our friends. Without love, it's hard to love a person when you know that has mistreated you and abused you and <laughs> and uh, just even including the leaders. Some leaders don't understand they can verbally abuse you, and but you still got to love them and be mm-hmm. obedient to them regardless. So we have to take time and take ourselves, stay in control, stay, maintain our godliness at all times. Is it easy? Sometimes no. Is it easy? Sometimes yes. It depends on the circumstances. But either way it goes, we still should come out in a godly way and with a godly attitude and with a godly mind. Amen. Amen. Put on Christ at all times. Amen. One of the things you said that is true. It is sometimes a struggle for us to really show the love we want to show for somebody that's really been kicking us in our butt for a long time. But that is the challenge that God puts before us. You know, that's the challenge. And, and, And sometimes... You know, we have to come out of ourselves and be and get in him that we can meet that challenge to be able to love that enemy, be able to love that person that did this or did that to you and and, and be able to love them in Christ. <laughs> you know? And and that's the strong thing. So I I I that's something that shows us about developing the love of Christ when we can when we when we can see us Meeting that point in our life that we love that enemy that's been an enemy all our life. <laughs> you know you there. <laughs> mm-hmm. You mm. know you are there. Deborah? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. You thought you was going to sneak away. I got you. Oh, I'm sorry. First, I have to apologize to everyone because much, much, my son just called him and his wife there driving from uh, up there near Massachusetts area in this rainstorm. Yeah. And they called me and uh, a little hairy, but I prayed and, and working out. But, um, yeah. oh, yes, yes, I just thank God. I praise you, Father. You're keeping them safe and no incidents and no yeah. accidents. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Jesus, yeah. yeah. So um, I was trying to catch up and I was I was reading something, because this is good for me, too, because I'm, I'm – Tussling with something, uh, I'm mm, been walking. I try to walk closer to God now. I, I have a hunger for knowing Him and understanding what He expects from us. There's a, a person that uh, I know that seem to always get my goat. No matter how humble, how nice I try to be, always got something to say, disrupting. You know, eating and making noise when you know you want to hear the the sermon, and I always got negative things to say. And I thought I had 
got control over those feelings of letting people make me angry because I get so disappointed, and we're praising God. Why are you doing these things to disrupt, take the attention off of what we're trying to hear? And uh, even if it's not even uh, in the service, it's just talking about things, talking about your children. You know you don't talk about nobody's child. <laughs> That's a super. You can talk about anything else about me, but just, you know. So this is it's like God opening my eyes on this lesson as far as the love again. And and under verse 8, it says, Owe nothing to anyone except for your obligations to love one another. Your obligation mm-hmm. to love one another. If you if you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law. And I look down in the in the concordance. It says, "Why is love for others called an obligation? We are permanently in debt to Christ. We in debt. We owe Him so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the lavish love He has poured out on us. Mm-hmm. The only way that we can even begin to repay this debt." is by filling our obligation to love others in turn. Mm. And hearing all what everyone was saying tonight, it just really hit me in my heart. It says, you got to try harnesses. God says, and he's telling you in writing, so you can't say you don't know. When I stand before him, you say, mm-mm. That mm-hmm. feeling you felt is wrong, even though she's wrong, you can't be wrong. you got to be the stronger one. That's why I chose you all to teach them, to show them, because they're not strong enough. But I know that you are, you know, and it's and it's like, thank you, Father God. Thank you for making it clear and really opening up my ears and my eyes and my heart to know when I come across the situation again, don't let, don't let the Satan get in there and say, oh, boy, I can't stand this. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to have to, like, that love my, she's not my enemy, but she sure is a distraction. It's a distraction for me. And that's Satan trying to pull me away from hearing God's word. But now I know I got to love her anyway. And like the other sister example, she she did different things. And now those, the people in her family won't let nobody even talk about it. They're not working against her anymore. With, so I'm just going to ask the Lord to, to give me the strength and guide me when I'm near, you know, that particular person to keep me in in God's love, that agape love. And Amen. don't matter what I say, she just don't know no better, and it's, it's up to us to show her the love that we're supposed to show one another because that's our obligation. Amen. 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 And, and that's a powerful thing, and we thank you for that. That That's like ended right there. To let us know that we obligated to Jesus. We, we he don't owe us nothing. We owe him. Yeah. We owe him. So we owe him to be able to walk and love like he like he did for us. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't I even have to read that. It, it makes it, it it doesn't make what I wanna do, what I think I wanna do. It, it, he he's obligated me to do this. Yes, yes. He took the it ain't beat. about what I want to do no more. It ain't about what I think. It's what I got to do, you know. And, and I got to do it because I owe him the yeah. reward of doing what he needs me to do here on earth mm-hmm. 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 to let people see him in me. 
in us. Yes, Lord, yes. That's the powerful thing, that when I do it, people see him in me, and then he's glorified. We thank you for that. We thank you for that. We ain't going to hold everybody. We know everybody's ready to go. Um, we're going to ask one of the evangelists to pray us out. We are tomorrow again, 6 o'clock, over on um, the committee line. Please join them. I gave you all the numbers earlier. And um, tomorrow night I'll be on here at 9 o'clock with the, uh, the panel from up in Arkansas. And they're coming down to talk about the movement plan. And um, they're getting ready to have a big revival and all that up there, and they're doing something. So I put up there, I want everybody to get a chance to come on and just hear about it and hear about the movie, about the movie they got coming out again, the second part of Pregnant by the Pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a good movie. The first one was good, I'm telling you. It has a whole lot. It's just not stereotyped about pregnant by the pastor, but it talks about a whole other kind of ways that you can get pregnant. It doesn't have to be a physical act, but you can be impregnant by seeds and people pouring the wrong seeds and you are impregnated. So, you know, it's a good thing to come here and be able to talk about. Where can, that, we... hmm? where can we? Hmm? Where can you? Where can we? On the YouTube or on the movies? Where where is it? Oh no, um, um, whew, I you know what I'm gonna get the the number. Come on this number tomorrow night at nine o'clock, and they'll be able to tell you how you could get the movie because you can order it from them and all like that. Okay. They 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 they'll be able to order. I'll tell you, it's a good movie though, and they got part two out right now, so it's pretty good. Um, black some some of our people made it and they're Christian people, so no Amen. cussing or nothing is a good movie. Um is the evangelist still here with us? Yes. All right, can you pray us out? Okay. Ready now? Yes, ma'am. Uh don't forget everybody, next week we'll be in Roman fourteen. Fourteen Thursday, right, Thursday, y'all know where we at in Job. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay, with all hearts and minds are clear. Amen. Father God, we come to you. We thank you, Jesus, for your word and Romans. Father mm-hmm. God, we come to you with no one, everybody is on one accord, no disagreement. We thank Amen. you, Father God. We thank you for the love that is shown on this on these phone ministry line, because it's all about you and not about us. Yes, Lord. For every word that you have in Romans stating that we should not what we should not do and what we should do, and we want to have more understanding and knowledge of your word and live by your word. Father mm-hmm. God, we thank you for the teaching of your word. We thank you for the open forum that everyone can ask questions, comments, suggestions, what have you. We thank you for all of that, Lord. Allow us to continue to put in our hearts to walk in love. Yes, God. Of everybody regardless. In the mighty name amen. 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 As we always say, and leave the line, faith comes by hearing, 
and hearing mm-hmm. by the word of God. Word of God. Everybody have a blessed night. Smooches, smooches, smooches. Sleep Amen. tight. And may the angels of God camp around your bed tonight. Amen. 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 I love you all. Good night. Love you. Good night. Good night. Good night, Good night everyone. Love Good night. You. Love you.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 